This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday. It is March 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The day after slapping Chris Rock on stage at the 94th Academy Awards, Will Smith issued an apology to the comedian, the Academy, and viewers at home, saying he was out of line and that his actions are not indicative of the man I want to be. Hocus is up! The fallout of Sunday's show continued Monday as the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences condemned Will's uh, onstage assault and said it would launch uh, an inquiry into it. Later in the day, Smith gave a stronger apology than he did in his Best Actor acceptance speech, which notably didn't include apologizing to Chris Rock. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive, Smith said. Uh, My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of my job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris, I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. Apparently the uh, Academy is very seriously pissed off about this and they are looking into rescinding the award. And also people have pointed out, if you look at some of the other, um, I guess there's one other angle that I have not seen. Um, he he does initially laugh at that joke. And and then uh, as you pointed out, Preston, when he glances over at Jada and sees her reaction, I think that's, you know, it's like when you Change? laugh at something that your wife, yeah, you know, doesn't find funny or right, whatever. It's right. like, and I think that's the moment at which he goes, I'm going to have to do something, mm-hmm. and he did a wrong thing. Mm. Smith added apologies to the Film Academy producers of the telecast attendees, viewers, and the Williams family. I am a work in progress, added Smith. Earlier Monday, the Film Academy said the Academy uh, condemns the actions of Mr. Smith at last night's show. We have officially started a formal review around the incident and will expose further action and consequences in accordance of our bylaws, standards of conduct, and California law. I mean, I will say, <clears throat> I feel like I owe both of the those guys like a, a huge debt of gratitude because Twitter was actually a little bit fun yesterday. As <laughs> yeah, a result, there were a lot of good memes. Uh, yeah, a lot of good memes. <laughs> a couple of the jokes, you know, a couple of ones that actually made me laugh out loud. I was one like, of my, okay, this is pretty one of my good. favorites is Will Smith slapping Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my favorite was um, no, I totally stand with Will Smith. It, you know, like uh, you never, you know, I, I would do the same thing if somebody says something embarrassing about my wife. You know, something that she felt uh, uh, embarrassed about, like her weird feet or her huge nipples. <laughs> you know, and I was like that. <laughs> Smith was honored for his role as Richard Williams, father of Venus and Serena. The drama o- drama overshadowed his win and some other historical wins at the Oscars. The deaf family drama Coda became the first film with a largely deaf cast to win Best Picture. For the first time, a streaming service, Apple TV, uh, took Hollywood's top honor, signaling a profound shift in Hollywood and in movie going. Uh, Ariana DeBose of West Side Story became the first Afro-Latina and the first openly LGBTQ actor to win Best Supporting Actress. Quick-hitting snow squalls brought uh, many to a halt around the Delaware Valley yesterday. Wind and cold air left behind snow and ice, uh, providing a shock to the system after the area enjoyed spring-like weather for the last few weeks. Businesses and residents are taking measures to save their spring plants that they already uh, 
purchase by bringing them inside uh, for now. And if you can't bring them inside, the suggestion is to put a bag over them. Meanwhile, uh, Monday's snow squalls also claimed the lives of at least three people after a massive pileup on Interstate 81. The Schuylkill County coroner said three fatalities have been confirmed. Uh, that was by late afternoon, and they were saying the number could possibly rise. That footage was astonishing. Uh, if you, you, you think oh, you're watching God. something in, from a movie... Because it's large vehicles colliding with other large vehicles. Because they couldn't see them stop. And people, right? yes, Kathy, and people getting out stunned, as Casey was pointing out, we were talking before. They're stunned and they're standing in the middle of the street Ugh. as this thing is still cascading. Yeah. And uh, high rates oh of speed, God. too. I mean, like, yes. they, it looked like many of them didn't have a chance to slow down at all. At all. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't see anything. And awesome. I will say, remember, I mean, the Nor'easter that you drove all the way home in. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I was driving on, uh, was it 81 that I was on? 80. I was on 80. Okay. I was behind you. Okay, but, like... People were driving. Fa- I'm like, it is snowing out. Yeah, and it, and there, this this road is not plowed. Like, I don't care if you have a four wheel vehicle. That does not matter. No, you're when not you're impervious. Going. No, not this at all. This is mainly about visibility. Yeah, yeah that was it that too. Oh, awful. Yeah. Uh, as one person was pointing out, they're, they're driving along and they have the full panoramic view of of clear road in front of them, and then within seconds. White out. Mm-hmm. I, I got stuck in one of these ones on a highway, and it, I mean, it changed so quick that, like, I was like, oh no, do yeah. I? Because you don't want to slam on your brakes either, it, you know? Yeah. It happened to me yesterday on the Northeast Extension. I, I rolled right into this squall. It came mm. out of nowhere, and it was, it didn't go to, to white out condition, but it went full on gray and, and right. vis, less visibility. And then on the other side, by the time I got to the Lansdale exit, it was, it was sunny out. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was this bizarre, uh, really fast-moving, intense storm. Mm. No, yeah. I don't think we're going to see any of those today. I mean, it's still going to be cold. They're saying maybe some flurries. I, I heard, but I don't think we'll see any of this today. A new telephone number in Philadelphia is designed to provide real-time resources to critical violence prevention and intervention services. On Monday, city officials introduced two one one, calling it a twenty four hour hotline. Residents can call the number to access specialized resources to help resolve a potentially dangerous situation before it turns violent. But city leaders are quick to add that two one one can be used for much more. The Philadelphia managing director says you can call 211 to find out what recreation center is near you, what youth program your child might want to attend, to find out if there is a mentoring program in your neighborhood as well. There's a program in Colorado, as I was reading about the other day, it's having tremendous success with uh, mental health calls. And so instead of calling police and you call the service and they're seeing like a really, really dramatic uh, uh, improvement in Fewer people having confrontation and getting uh, uh, having to go to jail or or incidents of violence and right. stuff like that. So if it's you, you got to meter the situation though, obviously, yeah. and call the right place. It's not it's not for everyone, but also with these things uh, comes getting that number known, getting people yeah. to know so that I'm it's on. accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So examples of the kinds of services and resources which will be available to residents who call the 211 hotline uh, for help include conflict inf- intervention, youth violence prevention, peer counseling, referrals to violence prevention community organizations, neighborhood crisis mediation services, workforce development and job training programs, behavioral health and crisis support services, community support services for vandalism, graffiti, litter and vacant lots, and then after school programming, mentoring and academic support services. That's a lot. What, what's the number you called before? you dig again, Kathy? <laughs> I mean, what was that? 411. No, no not no. 411. That's information. 811. 722. I don't know. I'm doing See? something else. He's a number game. 
Oh, I wasn't talking to you guys. <laughs> Philadelphia already recorded at least 120 homicides three months into the new year. City oh. officials are hoping that 211 can help stem the tide. In sports this morning. The Sixers will look to bounce back from their loss to the Phoenix Suns when they host another one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks. With only eight games remaining in the regular season, the Sixers and the Bucks have the same record of 46-28 and 28 and are tied for second place in the East, a game behind the Miami Heat for first. Tip-off in South Philly is scheduled for 7 o'clock. The Flyers finish up their five-game road trip with a matchup in Minnesota tonight against the Wild. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. In soccer, the U.S. men's national team is on the brink of qualifying for the World Cup after its 5-1 win over Panama. Mm. Christian Pulisic scored his first career hat trick with the national team in a match that eliminated Panama from contention for a place at Qatar. With 25 points and sitting in second in the final qualifying table, the Americans would need to suffer a six-goal deficit against Costa Rica tomorrow to be denied automatic qualification. The match is set to begin at 9 o'clock tomorrow night in San Jose. And in college basketball, UConn's women's team extended its streak of consecutive Final Four appearances to 14 as the number two-seeded Husky beat the number one seeded NC State 91 to 87 last night in double overtime. The game featured nine ties and 13 lead changes by the time the final buzzer sounded. The Huskies will face Stanford at 9:30 on Friday at the Target Center in Minneapolis. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kat. So Tuesday morning, here we go. We got some stuff to give away, some people to talk to. We do have uh, some guests on the show. We're going to have Adam Goldberg, who we haven't chatted with in a while, on our friend uh, Bill Beretta. Yes, and this is in conjunction with the Muppets mayhem. Uh, so we'll we'll see what's up in their world and see how Adam has been doing as well. See how his mom is. Yes. We haven't talked to his mom in a while. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Uh, so that'll be around 9 o'clock or so. Our friends from Jersey Mike's are stopping in today too and that means that we will have some giveaways in conjunction with their appearance and they're celebrating their 12th annual month of giving uh, because uh, tomorrow, if you buy uh, a sub at any Jersey Mike's, 100% of the sales are going to go to the Special Olympic USA Games. That's pretty awesome. We've been uh, mentioning that in their uh, ad campaign uh, leaning up to this. So they're, they're going to stop by today and drop off some stuff for us, some food. That means we'll have some gift cards to give away to you throughout the uh, program Excellent. as well. It's Tattoos Day. Hey. That means we have a chance for you to impress Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. It's a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They're on set. They're at uh, 1729 South Street in Philly. And if you would like to get some ink on us and Floating World, text the word tattoo to 39333. And keep in mind about what Preston and Steve theme you would like to get in your ink. All right, so we'll get that underway right now. You can go ahead and do that. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll expand a little bit more yes. on the Oscar slap and so on with the Entertainment Report. A stupid question awaits as well. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
This traffic report brought to you by the new... Nope, the... No, no, no. You're going to have to bear with me here because now uh, I have to... Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Sing, sing. No, hold on. (laughs) Please. Hold a minute. (laughs) Uh, I have to reopen my pages. By the way, when Kathy turns on her computer this morning, she basically has to reprogram the entire thing. Yeah, and I I guess I have to do it for the sponsor page, too, which I was not aware of. Now I am. This traffic report is brought to you by Insperity. Do you feel boxed in by the pressures of running your business with 30-plus years of HR service? Insperity can help lighten your load, expand your possibilities at Insperity.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Is this issue you have because our company requires you to have that specific kind of computer? Yes, of course. It, it, it it's is. Not, it's okay. not um, convenient for, or it's not compatible with the traffic pages that mm. I pull up. So I have to do all of these things that I'm, I'm not used to doing. I'll get used to it. You'll we'll, get used to it? We'll, yeah. get, we'll get there. It's uh, like when you're in prison. You get used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah eventually. Yeah. It's, uh, it becomes, uh, it's routine. <laughs> uh, uh, Thursday, sodomy day. There we go. Yeah. All right, so stupid question this morning. Going to give away a $50 Metro Diner gift card. Here's a question that I have for you. According to my source, All right. uh, what U.S. Navy rank is indicated by three equal stripes? Mm. 215263 WMMR. What U.S. Navy rank is indicated by three equal stripes? All right, let's see if you know the answer. Call now, 215263 WMMR. Uh, kill some time going through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today, we have, uh, by the way, it's uh, March 29th, Jennifer Capriotti, the tennis player, is uh, 46 years old today. Uh, we're going to talk about Will Smith. You yes. know, he played King Richard in the movie about uh, Serena and Venus Williams' father. Jennifer Capriotti is mentioned quite a few times in that movie because it was around that time yeah. that she was... The star. The big one, yeah, absolutely. That these two were trying to make their way in. Now, Jennifer Capriati, you remember, fell on hard times. She, she did. She had a drug problem, and she yeah. was just a teenager. She was like 16, 17 years old. Yeah, that's the thing. We were in high school when she hit, right? And so that was, it was like, oh, this chick is my yeah. age. Mm-hmm. Who was the one yeah. who was attacked on the court? Uh, that was Monica, Monica Sellis. Sellis. That's it, yeah. Monica Sellis, yeah. right. Uh, but Capriati was like, you know, 15, 16 years old. And all of a she was on the world stage. Yeah, and yeah. And uh, it uh, the pressure got to her and she kind of went another direction. Yeah, it's a, you can understand it. The whole world's looking at you. Yeah, yeah, big things. Just had some chick retire, and I don't know. I don't. I didn't know who she was, but she's twenty five years old, like yeah. at the top of her game. She just retired. Wow, she's uh, forty six today. Jennifer Capriotti, uh, the great Eric Idle of Monty. Isn't it often nice to have a penis? <laughs> That's him. Yes, <laughs> okay. Monty Python's uh, Flying Circus, and uh, he's just. I've always loved that guy. He's in so many great things, and, and he was one of my favorites in Monty Python. Uh, he celebrates his 79th birthday today. He did the Ruddles. Absolutely, and, uh, the Ruddles. All he ever did was the Ruddles, even besides Monty Python. Yep. That was the first really solid Beatles parody. Uh, we also have Lucy Lawless, Xena, Warrior Princess. Love her. La, 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 la. Yeah, I, got it. Uh, I can't do it. I can't hit the, uh, I can't hit the, the falsetto. There she is. Uh, she is 54 today. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's a, that's, she's yeah. trying. She's training. Yeah. No, no, like this. Now you like, try it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. Uh, uh, Elle McPherson, supermodel, turns uh, 58 today. Was she called The Body? I think she was, Elle yeah. McPherson. The Elle, The Body McPherson. She was Australian, right? Yes. Yeah. She's in a movie called Sirens. Um, oh, yeah. I remember, remember that movie. Remember that yeah, movie? Yeah. That on VHS. 
about? Well, there was, I don't know, because uh, there was nudity, and that's ah, why we got yeah. it on VHS. Uh, I think the rest of the movie was pretty forgettable. It seemed to be some sort of place they were at. I believe she was topless for a stretch in that movie, and therefore the rental. Uh, then you have a great actor, Brendan Gleeson. He's uh, excellent. Yeah, he's in so many great things. Gangs of New York, he's fantastic. He's the guy that uh, runs against, uh, politically, uh, he, and, you know, he ends up becoming the sheriff. Right, and right. He doesn't like that. Uh, he's in Braveheart. Braveheart. Uh, uh, Nick in the Harry Potter series, he was Mad-Eye Moody. Oh, yeah. Edge of um, Tomorrow? And I, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. He's, right, like he's the, the general. The general. Oh, yeah. um, and there's a, a cool, I liked the first season, I didn't finish the second season, of uh, Mr. Mercedes, which is a Stephen King uh, series. Well, it's one book, but it's uh, this one guy, Hodges, it's a series of him, and he's a detective. He's really good. Is it that. uneven? Is that, was that the issue with it? The first, one, the first season was great, and yeah. then the second one, what they did was that they, it's not as good. Okay, I don't no, think. I, it, I, I know. It, it gets a little bit out far out there, but I do need to finish it. Uh, but Brendan Gleeson is great. He's 67 today. Uh, John Popper of oh. Blues Traveler uh, turns 55 who, years old today. Who are we talking about getting him in studio? Chris Barron. Yes. yes. Yeah, because they're, they're touring together. They're touring together. Yeah. Could you imagine having Chris Barron and John Popper in the we studio? Awesome. That'd be awesome. A little, couple of uh, instruments. He had said, Chris said they were playing City Winery, but I think they're playing the uh, Brooklyn Bowl, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Instead. So, uh, yeah, if we can get them both in here, that'd be really cool. Uh, John Popper celebrates his 55th birthday today. Uh, Steve, Amy Sedaris. I uh, love her. I yeah. know you like Strangers with Candy. You know what she's really good in, Preston? Um, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. She, she is a character in The Mandalorian. An elf. I love her in Elf. Yeah. Who is she playing Elf? She's the secretary. Okay. She What's is, a candygram? I want one. She is a 61 <laughs> today. Ah, Perry Farrell turns a year older today. He is uh, 63 years old. He apparently was incredibly close with Taylor Hawkins. And when we get to Aww. music news later on today, he wrote this uh, uh, this lovely letter about him. You know where he pops up, Preston, also? He apparently was, or is, good friends with Soleil Moon Fry. He's in that oh. documentary Kid 90. No kidding. Uh, yeah, and uh, I know, Marissa, you saw it, and he's prominent throughout it. Well, so he turns uh, 63 years old today. Uh, Marina Sirtis. Uh, Deanna Troy from The Next Generation Star Trek. She is uh, 67. Always loved her. Very much so. Yep. She, they, when they finally were able to define what her capabilities were, it made it, it was vague in the beginning. Like, well, you know, what's, your, what's your story? She can sense emotions, yeah. right? She can... uh, he, he stormed out of the room. I, I sense he's upset. Right. Uh, yeah, we got it. <laughs> right, but she could do it yeah. on a deeper level. Right, right, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she is uh, 67 today. Uh, Christopher Lambert. Uh, he is. Uh, he was Gray Stoke, and of course uh, the Highlander movies as well. You had to be a fan of the Highlander when it came out. Did I, you see it? Uh, yes, yeah. but I didn't fall deep into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's one that I do need to revisit. To be honest, listen, it, it probably ha- it doesn't age well. Right. But at the time, you had the Queen doing the music. Yeah. Uh, you had Sean Connery. You had that. You had uh, Russell Mulcahy, a, a very visionary director. Uh, Clancy Brown. Yeah. It's all cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, he is uh, 65 today. And the last birthday, uh, actor-comedian Chris Delia. Or how did we say? Delia? Delia, is that how we pronounce his name? He was the one who was... Um, now, I, I think he's, his stand-up is funny, and uh, he got into a little bit of Me Too uh, yes. stuff. And he was digitally removed from uh, Army of the Dead. That's right. right. And Tim Guitaro was yeah. replaced, and it's done seamlessly. Yeah. Uh, he turns 42 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question, what U.S. Navy rank 
is indicated by three equal stripes. This is my source. I'm, I'm telling you. you are, we way. have said those are the rules. Whatever you say is the actual fact. Uh, Nick, can you uh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, double check on that for me? Uh, three equal stripes. And uh, let me see here what comes up. I just want to. I just want to confirm. Okay, uh, that I have a, a correct answer here. And uh, what's coming up here? Three. All right. Yeah, yeah we're gonna go to uh, Scott. Hey, Scott. Good morning. Good morning, sir. All right, Scott. Three equal stripes equals what rank? I'm gonna say your sources say captain. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else on the line says captain. I have commander. Oh yeah. Yeah, we would have accepted commander. Well, Captain actually looks like it has four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, hey, man. Whatever. Captain I mean, Commander. I'm giving Scott the prize, but but Commander is what we were looking Captain for. Captain Commander, we need to talk to you. Dear Captain <laughs> Commander, uh, we are going to set Scott up with a $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can get hooked up every Friday and enjoy the gold standard in fish and chips. And uh, that's at Metro Diner, including their newest fried shrimp and fried seafood platter. It's available for dine-in, pick-up, or order online at Metro Diner.com. So I apologize to those of you in uh, the U.S. Navy if I got that wrong, but we just gave away. You were a Green Beret, and that's why you got confused. I, yeah, so yeah. I get a little confused. Different uh, branch. Uh, so, all right. Uh, as Kathy was saying earlier, uh, Will Smith had uh, issued an apology to Chris Rock. Hold uh, this up. I will read this. Uh, he, on Instagram, he wrote Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I am embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. He said, I would like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. Please, God, don't take away my Oscar. Now, I added yeah. that last no, part. Geez. That's really what I added that last part. <laughs> but that's what it is. And he says something there. And honestly, think about that. Both Coda and the Williams sisters, this was a passion project, right, on both levels. Yep. He had something pretty historical with Coda. Yes. Uh, and uh, that is gone. It's gone. And that is gone. No one will remember that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it'll have to be brought up. It'll right. have to be... You know, you, you you won't remember this as the Oscars where the uh, the deaf cast won. <laughs> was the conversation yesterday like like a deaf cast won an Oscar and this this guy did this whole performance or the second only in history yeah. besides Marley? That's all gone. I mean, his and, own win. You know, yeah. he, he just yes. completely his overshadowed own his own uh, amazing performance and uh, by by being an idiot. Were Venus and Serena there? They yeah. were there. Yeah. I haven't heard he, anything from them yet. Yeah, no, I know because they're, he they said, say I they're, hope kid, they, they're 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 uh, Team Chris Rock. But he but he says I hope they didn't see that. What how would they? Uh, they were sitting right there. Yeah. What do you mean? Yep, 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 yeah. yep. Um, do you think he started walking up? Because he's pretty close to the stage where he was yeah. seated. He started walking up not knowing what he was going to do. And then he, when he got face-to-face with Chris, it was like, well... Probably uh, started yeah. to do started something. with the purple nurple, and then uh, <laughs> ended up uh, got your nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts yeah. with that. Got your nose. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got your nose. Um, no case. I think honestly, because uh, he's laughing at first, yeah. and then you look over, you see Jada, and she's uh, obviously uh, rolls her felt eyes. hurt by it. Yeah, and then he saw that, and he's like, uh oh. 
she saw me laughing. I better do something now. Yeah, and I yeah. think that he walked up there and was kind of covering his ass a little bit. I think there's a lot of know. credibility and to listen, that take. I've seen, uh, I, saw, I was reading a lot of, yeah. uh, of reactions, and there are people on either side from celebrities as well that, yeah. that are saying he did the right thing by defending his wife. And I still can't get behind the whole defending his wife thing because short of smacking someone in the face... There's something else you can do. Right. You can you can defend your wife by simply saying something. From your seat, you could have said, that's not funny. Or to even if make you, a bigger impact, walk up on right, stage yeah, and yeah. say something. As I originally suggested, if you want to say, my wife has suffers from a condition, yeah. could you please apologize? But short of assault, you yeah. can defend your right. mm-hmm. your you can defend your pride, your wife's pride, whatever it may be. Without going that far. I also think there's a level of it where we're, well, surely everyone knows this because we're high-profile figures. We, you, we are, con- hey, you're the entertainment break guy. We do a ton of scouring of entertainment sites. Yes. I had no idea she had alopecia. Yeah, well, but, but uh, to some people it was yeah. well known, and I, I know what you're saying, Steve, yeah. So anyhow, the Academy posted a statement on Twitter uh, that said, the Academy does not condone violence in any form. Tonight we're delighted to celebrate our 94th Annual Academy Award winners. Who uh, deserve this moment of recognition from their peers and movie lovers around the world? On Monday, they released a statement saying that there were uh, co- they are conducting a formal review. They said the Academy uh, condemns the actions of Mr. Smith in last night's show. We have officially started a formal review around the incident and will explore further action and consequences in accordance with our bylaws, standards of conduct, and uh, California law as well. In other news, did you see Venus's nipple? Oh, she had a nip slip? So it definitely yeah. was a nipple? Wait, we uh, talked about this yesterday, uh, off air. Oh, yeah. And I thought apparently it was, um, it was some lace or something I, like that. I thought uh, it was no. lace. <laughs> it's not lace. There's oh, it's a, a nip? What lace? Well, she's not even wearing a lace dress. I didn't see it. I heard you guys. Who was in red? Talk about it. Who was in red? No, she's in white, Casey. Okay. Yeah, that's a nipple. It's clearly right. a nipple. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it when they were introducing Beyonce to sing? Oh, no, Case. It was when Will was up there speaking, and oh. he said thank you to them, and the camera zoomed in on her, and she yeah. kind of was like, kind of just had like her hands Put across. your nipple back your dress. Um, so it kind of moved wow. the dress, and it probably was, um, like, what she has looks like some wiring. There was probably tape, and it just looks like it came off. A little bit of everything happening. <laughs> hey, yeah. Listen, Listen we have an Oscar where a nip slip doesn't even rate. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't even <laughs> rate. It's not even, not even in. in the top three, Preston. <laughs> yep. I have a suggestion on how to fix all this. Sean Penn says that he's going to smelt his Oscars. Right, because they didn't have Vladimir... uh... Take away Will's good one and give him back a melted one. There you go. It's kind of in between. By the way, some Twitter users commented on the possibility of Smith losing his Oscars, saying if we are talking about taking back uh, Oscars, let's start with Roman Polanski. One years wrote another comment of the Academy, spent decades ignoring rape by Harvey Weinstein before it was forced to remove him from its membership. And never once took action against violence by Roman Polanski and so on and so forth. Or Mel Gibson, who continues to promote hate. So these were some comments. Now, our union, SAG-AFTRA, wrote, As the union representing presenters and other performers working on the Oscars, SAG-AFTRA is focused on ensuring our members always work in a safe environment. Uh, The statement said, Violence or physical abuse in the workplace is never appropriate. And the union condemns any such conduct. The incident involving Will Smith and Chris Rock at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable. And we have been in contact with the Academy, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and ABC about this incident. We'll work to ensure this behavior is appropriately addressed. SAG-AFTRA does not comment on any pending member disciplinary process. So 
The union might have a big problem with this. Oh, oh there is. So they, apparently, and they say they don't they don't comment, but obviously comments have leaked out of the uh, the academy, is my understanding, and that there are people who are very militant about getting that Oscar back from him. They were, they were totally offended by what uh, Will Smith did. By the way, Chris Rock's team has denied that he released an apology statement to Will Smith shortly after Smith released his statement. Uh, a fake apology statement from Rock began circulating online. Uh, Hollywood Reporter journalist Rebecca Keegan tweeted, Chris Rock has not yet issued a statement. There is a statement going around purporting to be Rock. That is not from him. Per his team, it's the one that starts as a comedian. It can't be, it can be difficult to understand, dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. So that did not come from That's him. not from him. Meanwhile... Chris Rock's team also denied that uh, Diddy's claims that he and Will squashed their beef, telling TMZ that Will and Chris have not spoken at all after the slap. Because was, he was saying yesterday, Diddy was, that they patched it up and everything's fine. Why, why did he doing that? A source said that uh, Chris went straight to his dressing room after the slap and there hasn't been any communication between Will and Chris. A person in Chris's camp also said the comedian had no intention of staying initially. I heard that Diddy took Will Smith fly fishing and prearranged to have Chris Rock there oh. and then they spent the afternoon fly fishing and then patched everything up. Uh, Is that the- like a movie? <laughs> The source also noted Chris Rock didn't have any idea Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia and that he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Now, in other news, Chris Rock's tour ticket sales have skyrocketed after the slap. And according to sources, ticket sales for Rock's Ego Death Tour went from $46 per ticket on March 18th to a whopping $341 oh. per ticket. Now, reports also say that Will and Jada are set to break their silence on the Oscar slap on an upcoming episode of Red Table Talk. Of, of course, course they that's where they're going to do it. Uh, the couple will allegedly tape the episode as early as this week. So we will see. And by the way... Making lemonade out of lemons. Outside of the whole slapping uh, thing, uh, the Academy Awards improved its ratings from last year's pandemic-affected show with an estimated 15.4 million viewers, up 56%. From 2021, that's quite a bit. And it was still the second lowest in viewership history, but it's headed in the right direction. So obviously, that event wouldn't have fueled the uh, no, the no. So, so, but what you but outside what, of that? I think what you did have is, as we said, I'd seen more of the movies. Yeah, I think people have more of a chance to see the movies yeah. with the streaming options. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, if you were to take bets, right? Before the event, and say, listen, one actor is going to slap another actor on stage. <laughs> like, what are the Never. odds that it's going to be Will Smith? I'll tell you what, the odds like just went up. It's like a billion. Like a billion. <laughs> the odds just went up on us seeing an actual act of oral sex next year. Yeah. Because, you know, how do you top that? Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, among the changes that were made to try to boost ratings were removing eight less attention-grabbing categories, such as film editing, production design, makeup, and hairstyling from the broadcast, and allow fans to vote online for their favorite film to be recognized during the show. So, that's all the Oscar stuff. Well, one more thing. One more. Oh, yeah. Well, it may have summed up how many people felt after watching the slap at the Oscars. How can she slap? How can she slap? How can she slap? How can she slap? Page six reports that the image of Nicole Kidman reacting was actually from earlier in the day. Now, I did not see this. Yeah, I, you could tell. She had sort of like a grinning um, thing with her. Like, oh, my gosh. Okay. But in fact, there are a ton of pictures out there purporting to be celebrities' reactions. And... Half those celebrities weren't even there. Yeah, right. this, and, and this reaction took place at like 4.30 in right. the afternoon while guests were still arriving. So 
had nothing to do with that. There's a picture of Jackie O climbing out of the back of a limo, and that oh. <laughs> it, it just was not there. All right, so Us Weekly reports that Love is Blind host Nick Lachey allegedly tried to grab a photographer's phone as she was trying to take a picture of him and his wife, Vanessa Lachey. Okay, she's up! And he said, last night after enjoying a great dinner <laughs> with my wife and our dear friend, the paparazzi, harassed us as we walked back to our hotel. I clearly overreacted. I've been in this game long enough to know that their antics are sadly part of the deals. I like Stupid Nick Lachey. Yeah. I like him yeah, a lot, and, too. I, and he did... You look at certain people who manage to have no issue. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, Nick Lachey has been in that camp. What are they doing? They're they're not, hey, guys, you know, sure, yeah. and then I'm going to move along. It's not that there are some real scumbags in that, in that group that are trailing you, but look at people like Tom Hanks who's... You know, navigated, big star, navigated and never ends up with an issue. Right. Um, Do you think any of these laws may change over the years? Uh, Uh, Paparazzi laws? Yeah, and just in general, because there are, I mean, everybody has a camera on them. Every person essentially has a camera on them at all times. And so when these laws were sort of created or whatever that that, that protected the, the paparazzi, like, you know. Not that many people on the street were carrying it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's, it's a good question. Because I, the more I look at it, the more I side with people. Like, there was a basketball guy last week who, uh, he was on, he ended up getting fined $40,000 or something like that. But this, this a-hole, you know, was uh, like courtside, you know, chirping. And he just walked over, he grabbed the phone, and he, and he tossed it. And then he ended up getting... You know, forty thousand yeah. dollars fine. And I'm like, so you're siding with whom? What I'm you... siding with the basketball player. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, this this fan who just thinks that he has the the right to say and do. Are I'm they like, are they forbidden from 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 doing that? Well, I don't know. Is I that, just had a court. Everybody's emboldened not... these days, and, right. and I think the more you see, you know, people go, sure, no, 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 this doesn't fly. If, if the guy wasn't in violation of any rule, and as somebody sitting courtside, you can say, hey, you suck, yeah, uh, or do that, yeah. I unfortunately then, don't know the right. entire situation uh, surrounding the, uh, uh, you know, what happened. You're I pre-med, just... not <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no. uh, I'm trying to think of who it was. Um, it wasn't Jokic. It was, I was, it was a... Meadowlark Lemon? Right. It was not. You can get back to us on I'll that. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Uh, Curly Neal. Curly Neal. I like him. He can dribble. (laughs) Yeah. God rest his soul. Uh, Actor Ezra Miller has found themselves in trouble with the law once again following a late night Sunday evening arrest in Hawaii. Uh, The 29-year-old actor was at a karaoke bar in Honolulu on Sunday evening uh, where they were harassing a number of patrons with belligerent behavior. Uh, the police were called around 11.30 in the evening, and uh, they arrested the actor on charges of disorderly conduct and harassment. Now, there are rumors that he has uh, substance issues. And there Sounds are rumors, like yeah, that in the Justice League, the when he started running fast, th- that wasn't a special effect. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> that so, he is taking something. The incident happened at a karaoke bar in Honolulu where Miller was reportedly hurling obscenities at a 23-year-old woman singing karaoke. The actor was uh, trying to grab the microphone from the woman while she was in mid song. I like Ezra Miller a lot. I think he's got, he's definitely got some demons he's got to take care of. Uh, later on the night, they lunged at a 32-year-old man who was uh, playing darts at the bar. The bar owner reportedly asked him to calm down numerous times, though that tactic seemingly didn't work, and police were called. They placed uh, Miller under arrest and took them into custody, and it's unclear how long Miller was in custody for, although they posted $500 bail and was ultimately released. And it wasn't the first brush 
yeah. with the law for Miller or controversy. The actor having been arrested for drug possession in June of 2011. Yep. Um, and also a couple of other things along the way. Uh, there was a, there was apparently video that surfaced in April of 2020 when Ezra was appearing to choke a woman and slam her to the ground in what? in uh, Iceland. Yeah. I heard about that too. I didn't see the footage, but I heard about it. Uh, yeah, so he's definitely got something going on. Yep, and uh, we'll see because the, the Flash movie is coming out. They're building a franchise on uh, on him. I think he's really good in the role, but. What are you going to do, man? Yeah, get it together if you can. Get some help. Uh, let's see here. How about this? According to Us Weekly, uh, Tasha Adams uh, said it wasn't a surprise to hear that Jesse Palmer is hosting the new season of The Bachelorette. Oh, it didn't surprise me at all. No. Uh, Tasha said, Caitlin and I both had a phone call uh, weeks prior saying that uh, they were going to forward with, they were going to go forward with Jesse, so it wasn't really a surprise. They're going forward with Jesse. Uh, I'm very happy for him. I feel like he's been so sweet and kind to me, so I wish everybody that takes that position the very best, and I'm excited to see the new season. Hey, girl, want to go to DSW? <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite the rumors stating otherwise, it looks like Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet will not be getting back together. Oh. Yep, the, that was his last chance at finding a woman. The, uh, <laughs> the dude star told Access Hollywood at the 49th Annual Academy Awards on Sunday, we're not back together. We're family. We have two beautiful family. children together. Uh, source told Hollywood Life. I think you're beautiful, man. Recently that the fair were, re- the fair were reconciling. It's my, it's my new buddy, bro. But no, no. Show him what you do with your jam, bro. <laughs> Jason loves this. Uh, but no definitive statements regarding that rumor have been made until now. Um, and uh, according to, let's see, he told uh, Entertainment Tonight, the premiere of uh, The Batman, Lisa couldn't be here, so we're representing me and the babies. As much as it seemed like the rumors could be true, Momo <laughs> retired, uh, reiterated on Sunday that uh, we're not getting back together, but we are family forever. It's very cool to have, uh, you know, he, he gets along very well with Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. You yes. know, uh, who's Zoe Kravitz. If you can make that work. Yeah. Wow. Uh, everybody wins. Save a lot of pain. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, the uh, the story behind that is this kid was standing uh, courtside. It was Yusef Nurchik. I can't say his last name. Okay. We're going this, back to the basketball. I, I, yeah, I just want to uh, okay. follow up because the kid yells to him, your mother is trash. And yeah. then he called his grandmom a bitch. And then the dude's like, okay, all right. Huh. You know, uh, Listen, if, that, if that's not illegal and forbidden, you mm. know, for the, the, the uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You, I'm just saying there are know. consequences for your actions and the consequences for this kid's actions, thinking he was going to be tough and, and whatever. Right. You know, you're okay. Because he was trying to get a reaction. So he was filming him. And so he took his phone and then and then ended up tossing. So he got it. He got a reaction. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got what he was going after. And so. if dude can afford the fine, then go he, ahead. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But listen, the venues, some venues have rules. I've been at games where the uh, uh, the ushers have come over and said, hey, can you can you back off a little bit? Yeah. Please. You know, so it all depends Slow on your roll, bro. Where you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back to entertainment. Yes. News. Uh, following the backlash that she received from the advice that she gave to women in business during a recent interview with Variety, Kim Kardashian is offered an apology. Sorry. On Good Morning America <laughs> yesterday, uh, she told Robin Roberts that her uh, get your effing ass up and work comments were taken out of context. Hey, both your names begin with the same letter, too. <laughs> <laughs> she told that to Robin yeah, Roberts? Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, she, yeah, I know. She said, well, <laughs> that statement uh, that I said was without questions and conversation around it, it became a soundbite really with no context. And that soundbite came off the notion and the question right before, which was after 20 years of being in the business, uh, you're famous for being famous. And I, my whole tone and attitude changed with the previous question that went into the question about what first advice question would you give to women. Part, what is she saying here? And the third caveat of the fourth paragraph. Listen, uh, I think the point she was trying to make is you need to work for what you, you need to earn what, what you're, you're going and to get. And she's right on that. She, and, she but, has the benefit of what you would call seed money. Oh, oh yeah. So, so, quite a uh, bit of it. Right, quite a bit of it. And then sold her own um, butt violation video <laughs> for uh, a nice financial start as well. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying that she's not working uh, mightily. I'm, I'm sure she is. Yeah. She's balancing an empire. It's clear. She knows what she's doing. But I guess it's from the source. Yeah. Uh, get your effing ass up and work can sound a little Did you ask some Oz? Yes. <laughs> uh, the, it seems the uh, star felt like all the work she had put into becoming successful was being minimized. And she added, it wasn't a blanket statement towards women or to feel like I don't respect the work or think that uh, they don't work hard. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, all this has prompted her to create a sad skimoji. Uh, she said, I know that they do. It was taken out of context, but I'm really sorry if it was received that way. So kind of an apology. Yeah. And by the way, over the weekend, uh, fans, she gave fans a sneak peek at one of the tattoos Pete Davidson got in her honor on Saturday she shared a photo of her boyfriend's ink to her Instagram story. Uh, located above Davidson's left clavicle, it's, it reads, my girl is a lawyer. It's a bad-looking oh tattoo. Yeah, it looks, oh, it looks, it looks, looks like, like a, a hand. Tattoo. Yes, it yeah. does. And it looks it's, bad. That's yeah. what it says. And, he, and he's going through massive tattoo removal right like now. A real lawyer? Kathy, no. my girl is a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like I, that's what I say. I did it. I, I was like, yeah, yes. I'll give you a tattoo. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, Kim had celebrated passing the bar, the baby bar in California in December 2021. Adorable. Uh, in a recent interview with Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Kim also said that Davidson has multiple tattoos dedicated to her and that this one is her favorite. Oh, my God. Because mm. <laughs> I'm baby bar. All right. Uh, I think we should get to the clips now. So, let's do that. The girl from Plainville follows the true story of Michelle Carter's 2017 texting suicide case. Yes. All the way up to her conviction for involuntary manslaughter. In this clip, Elle Fanning talks about the show's take on the story. Here we go. I think for us it was looking at the case in a in a different light and in more of an unbiased way. I think mm-hmm. the media definitely kind of showed a very one-dimensional view of this case on both sides. I think they they kind of portrayed Michelle as this black widow manipulator and then Conrad as the victim, and he, he very much was the victim in this. I mean, this, this case couldn't end in a more tragic way. Damn right. Uh, the Girl from Plainville premieres today on Hulu. You remember that case, don't you? She bombarded this kid with um, emails suggesting he, he take his life. Yeah. And they were like sort of boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, kept saying, well, if you loved me, you would do it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. All right, here's the next clip for you. The reimagination of the beloved sitcom Bel Air 
Ooh. which follows Will Smith's journey from West Philadelphia to California, wraps up its first season this week. And in this clip, uh, Jabari Banks shares his take on the lead role. He's so witty, and he always has a, a snapback, like almost instantly, for anything that Uncle Phil has to say or Carlton has to say. And, and just, you know, that dynamic is so fun and exciting and electric to watch. Um, and, you know, our take is a little different on that. Hawkins is up. I knew it. Yeah. I knew you were going to play that. I knew that. <laughs> Has anyone watched it? No. I have not. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I can't give you an opinion on yeah. it. I have not checked it out yet. I mean, the, the trailer leading up to it looked pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a completely different take. There is no Carlton dance. Season one of Bel Air airs uh, Thursday on Peacock. So uh, the season one finale, I'm yeah. sorry, of Bel Air airs uh, Thursday. Did I say that on Peacock? I don't know. Right. Say Peacock again. Peacock. <laughs> and that is the entertainment. They don't lay eggs. No, they don't. <laughs> Peahens do. We found out that yesterday, as well as commanders have three <laughs> right. stripes in the Navy. All right, so we are going to take a break. Don't forget, Adam Goldberg is going to be joining us this morning. Our friends from Jersey Mike's will be here. That means we are giving some goodies away with their appearance, and we'll have some other things for you to win as we go along. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise, we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. Got a nice little package this morning, and I would like to thank Alan Minch, who is the owner of Minch & Sons Custom Signs. Oh, I like that. They are in Egg Harbor Township, and uh, you can follow them on Instagram and TikTok. They're at Minch & Sons. And I'm going to add this to the charts and crafts display Aww. that I have in our office. It's, it's growing. And this is, uh, Kathy, did you see this yet? It is uh, no. pa- Pennsylvania <laughs> license plates. That's so oh, wow. cool. Snippets yeah. of Pennsylvania license plates that have been put together to spell the word Gadzooks. That's awesome. And so I'm going to put, add this to our charts and craft cabinet, awesome. which we're starting to get some things. So if you have a little handmade Preston and Steve show gift that you want to send to us as long as we have room. I love it. I will add it to this display that will slowly grow. Is that Latin on the bottom? VD, VD, VD? Uh, yeah, VZ, VZ, uh, No, Uh-oh. I think it's supposed to be visitpa.com. Oh, uh, but only little stuff. parts of it here. Yes. Uh, but this was, this this plate expired in 2009. Okay. So it's yeah. been around for a little while. At least the G has been. So uh, that was very thoughtful. Thank I think you that's guys. great. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, and they wrote all kinds of stuff on the back here. So uh, Alan says, MMR Rock, say hi to Pierre. Uh, Jack signed and, and uh, made, uh, drew a little face. And uh, Coop, it says Coop Dog Henry. Uh, so, like, the whole family signed this. And it says, Cuba has missiles. Where's the watch? I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, what? that's that's um, that's where Gadzooks came from. That, uh, oh, that's oh, Steve's, Steve's oh, origin joke. Wow. That in 2005 or 2006 or whenever that first well happened done. here in MMR, yeah. You yeah. are correct. Yeah, and yeah. so Steve was, <laughs> yeah, Steve was talking Get about out of here. Maryland, give it a watch. Pound up your ass. <laughs> I remember that. Pound it up your ass. <laughs> there was a, uh, when my parents moved to their house uh, when I was a kid, my dad had this weird dream of decorating the entire garage with license plates. Oh, I bet your mom loved that. Loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think he got about... 
eight up yeah, like, you know, yeah, in, the, in the garage. And at one point, in, like in the mid eighties, we're like, "Yeah, Dad, he can he can probably take him down at this point." <laughs> Enough of this. Right. Hang on, yes. Marissa. Nick, I had the same exact <laughs> idea. Well, I wanted to do my entire bathroom with fortune cookie um, fortunes. Okay. Oh my God. Those things are so small. They're tiny. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I I I saved them for like three years, and I end up with one piece of art that's about like twelve by eighteen. <laughs> okay. You picked the smallest thing. It's like wallpapering <laughs> your house with stamps, <laughs> right? That yeah. be great? Great wallpaper, though, to have in the bathroom. It would no. be neat. I mean, no. have these go away. I, no. <laughs> the collecting. I no. No. Take a picture of it. The collecting <laughs> of yeah. anything. Yes. The only it thing just I, takes up space and collects dust. The only it's thing you're into is stupid. Batman collectibles, right? Diced. I, do you dust them? I do. Yeah. I mean, listen. No, I'm not. I don't. They take up space and they collect dust. But if you're dusting them, at least you're doing that. But it's <laughs> art. Can't have a dusty yeah, Batman. It's art. Yeah. yeah, you hate art, don't you, Kathy? Um, yeah. no. You're if collecting it, co- it. I mean, no, that's like, uh, no, listen, uh, uh, fortune cookie uh, notes are not art, but no, a, pe- <laughs> a nice piece of art, no, I don't hate that. What about like live, laugh, often, or whatever? Those, those uh, okay. What about precious moments figures? Does no, it have to be no, the right hell quote? No, what? Snow babies? Does it have to be the right quote on uh, on a piece of wood? You know what? I'm wood? not a, I'm not a quote. Hang uh, frame a quote and hang it in the house, person. Okay. okay. We learn more. She, about that, she, listen, she's spending too much time with the dream catchers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, thank you for the the license plate. That's really nice, and we'll we'll hang that up. Um, I wanted to chat quickly about this uh, accident that happened on uh, Interstate 81 yesterday. It was a, a pileup, and I'm reading. Uh, this, I think, Kathy, they said they estimated between 40 and 60 vehicles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, including multiple tractor trailers. The, I mean, um, took place, and it was because of this quick whiteout that uh, came out of nowhere. Yeah, the um, the tractor trailers. I mean, I uh, that was like it was one after the other. It looked like it looked like the, like the the truck convoy. It looked like yeah. that that sort of thing. And um, again, the velocity is what I think really exacerbated this issue because it became so hard to see so quickly. And Nick, you're pointing out like the cars traveling. The again, like the car. There's one um, scene there. There are co- swing because it looks like a movie. It does in, in the video uh, where a car just barrel asses, oh, yeah. and then the, the guy clearly came out of what, the the snow out of the whiteout. Couldn't see where he was. Full and speed. Just full speed and careens into everything. I watched I the video like uh, four or five times in a row because like every time you watch it, you notice new things. But like the one that got me was the guy got out of his car. He's just kind of walking yeah. around the car, taking a couple pieces of broken metal off of it, sort of tossing yeah. it to the side. And then out of all of a sudden, out of nowhere, another car comes barreling to, into his at yeah. 40 or 50 miles an hour. I was hour. yelling at the screen when I saw and him get out and just kind of The, the out car there. like spun away from where he was and nearly clipped him. I mean, it really could have killed him. And I know three people died in this. So, I mean, at least three people. I guess they might even yeah. be more at this point. It's where amazing you? that it wasn't more off no. the yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Three lives are lost. But, I mean, look at the, the we're looking at a picture of it. I, I can't Carnage. believe it was only three. I've yeah. heard stories of, of things like this, and I've, I've also heard where, like, um, a bridge has given out, yes. and, and somebody will know, and they'll be standing on the side of the road going, stop, right. like, waving their right. hands, and you, you're in a car, you have no idea this happening, and in this in that video, you can hear people going, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, you know, and it just, it does no good, you're doing what you can. Honestly, think about it, if you're if you're cruising along, or you're going over a bridge, or you're, you're on your way somewhere, and you see someone at the side of the road flailing like crazy... You know, it doesn't your, necessarily right, register. Right, yeah. right. All right, so here's audio from uh, from the crash. Here we go. 
You can hear these vehicles hit. Yeah, that's them slamming into each other. Another one coming up here. Jeez. Another one. And another. Yeah, you can hear them obviously yelling to try and stop them. It's uh, it's wild how it can obscure. Like even the other night, I was uh, in my own neighborhood, and somebody in the middle of the road was walking clear night. Yes, yeah. And I was right up on him before I realized that there was somebody in the road doing twenty five miles an hour. Right. And imagine being in either fog or whiteout condition, and you're zipping along, and the next thing you know, boom! It's a stopped vehicle on that stretch. And the thing is, it's a straight. It's a straightaway. Yeah. I was uh, driving to uh, South Philly last night and um, didn't deal with anything like these guys were having to deal with on I-81 yesterday. But even when the squalls came through yesterday afternoon, uh, early evening, there were moments where you just like, you automatically have to slow down because of how right. much vision you lose right away. And the way that these storms were rolling in, it was impressing you put in this earlier. Like it was sunny in one direction and then complete whiteout in yeah. another direction. It was yeah. so bizarre. And it's wild what the fog and and uh, and obscuring your vision can do because there are times when you can be uh, completely disoriented. Yes, and have no idea. And and I've been that way, like on an aircraft before. Uh, you know, if you're if you're in the clouds and all of a sudden they come down out of the cloud right. line and you look around, you're like, oh, I thought we were going. I'm in India. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and and that the same thing can happen in in fog or or whiteout in in those blizzard conditions. So years ago, I was traveling. Uh, I did a, a comedy show on the Canadian border. Traveled up from Long Island to Pottstown, right on the border of Canada. Uh, played a school, and then I was driving back through the Adirondacks, and um, a blizzard hit. Oh, so yeah. I mean, it was Preston. It was whiteout. I mean, so I could see a little bit off. The lights of my headlights. And um, I'm in the mountains. Uh, there's nothing I can do. I've got to keep moving forward. It, much like my Poconos experience coming yeah. back from the Carboard Classic. So uh, uh, there was clearly a truck had been traveling ahead of me. Yeah. And it left a crease in the snow, one of its tires. Oh, wow. And I was following that, <laughs> the, that crease all the time going slowly, Casey. But not too slow where I'd get jammed up and get stuck in the mountains where someone else could rear-end me and knock me off the, you know, the edge of the cliff. So I followed that. Um, I must have followed that crease in the snow for about 20 miles. Oh, my God. See, we drove in the blizzard of 96. And looking back on it, like, why were we even at? My buddy, it was, we were on spring break, and uh, my buddy lived in Blackwood, New Jersey, from college, yeah, we all went to a party at his house, and then uh, had we were driving basically all over God's green earth. And I'm like, why were we out that night? Yeah, it's not like the blizzard of '96 just crept up on us. But you know, the, but this, it was bad when driving out. You know, in no, the I, I, I completely hear you. In this case, they're driving. You would leave yesterday, yeah. you know, and okay, everything's fine. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I was presented the option driving back from the Poconos after the Cardboard Classic. We uh, all were, know, and we actually yeah. all chose to right. Except start. for me. Yeah, no, no, we, I started to drive. Yeah. So, so did I. Yeah. So did I. Called we all, me and yeah. said, don't, don't check out of our rooms. Yeah. We have to go back. That's why we went back to the hotel, and then, then we found out that Steve made it all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> One year later. Billy <laughs> right. texts in and says, uh, there's pileups on 81 pretty often from the snow uh, and squalls up here. 
Uh, none as bad as the one yesterday, though. Yeah, yeah, apparently, so, just a few weeks ago, there was one. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. And there's a lot of um, trucks on 81. So 81 goes all the way down like the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, and it's a, a, a trucking route. So there are always a ton of trucks on there. Somebody said my friend's brother-in-law was in the tractor trailer that got hit by the tanker truck. Jeez. So hopefully he's okay. Because it was an ex- it looked like there was an explosion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was something. Uh, here's another text. It says studies have shown that people actually speed up in fog hmm. because they lose place markers like trees or telephone poles to judge their speed. Not me. So you kind of might naturally not even realize that yeah. you're speeding up a little bit because you just have you just don't know. Oh, I see what's that, I see that point. You have nothing, no, no relative. Reference. Yeah, uh, no, that, I guess maybe that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, somebody said yesterday afternoon, Squall from 95 Highway, southbound Citizens Bank Park disappeared in hmm. the Squall. As it inched towards the highway. Uh, and it says that the National Weather Service started issuing squall warnings to prevent these accidents, but it's tough to get the message to people on the road. I got one. Yeah, I got what, one when, too. It was right as I was going through the one on the Northeast Extension. And I saw it and I'm like, this ain't that bad. You yeah. know? I mean, I'm looking yeah. around, I can see just fine. Of course, I didn't know what was going on in Spokane, <laughs> right, County, right, right. You know, that it could get that bad. I was at the Eagles concert last night and Don Henley referenced the squall. And he's like, hey, really? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I've uh, never seen a squall in Philadelphia before. That was a new one for me. The song wow. is called The Boys of Squalor. <laughs> <laughs> After the boys of Squalor have gone. I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. What's up, bud? Yeah, I actually live in the area where this happened. Uh, I mean, this is this is not a – it's a common occurrence up here during the winter stuff between the whiteouts and the fog and everything like that. And the, your one texture was right. It, it, there's pileups on that stretch of 81 all the hmm. time. Hey, Brian, no. have you, so assessing yesterday's issue, have you have you seen many like this? No, not to this magnitude. Yeah, yeah. Just, some of them are like five, ten car pileups, stuff like that. Maybe a little more, but not to this magnitude. This one, I mean, the whiteout. I, I work in a coal hole, not too far from where that happened. Maybe about six miles, and you could not see the Euclids and everything. The haul trucks running around in the in the coal hole. You just, I mean, they're twenty feet away from me. You wow. All right. So, so if you're used to it, when when these when this pops up and you're on the road, how do you usually, you know? drive during that? Do you slow way down, put your flashers on or do anything? way down, put the flashers on, and if I'm out on that particular stretch of 81, uh, I know for a fact it's very busy because there's a lot of distribution centers up in that area. Yeah. Um, I, I get I get off that road as quick as I can. Okay. And I'll just sit on the back roads and everything. I may, I won't. I won't sit on 81 at all. Okay. Wow. That's, so that's a smart uh, method wow. there. You, you immediately, when you see it that bad, and this is what uh, other people have been echoing this, get off that stretch of road. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, absolutely. That place, like I said, it happens several times a year. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it, yep. man. No problem. That's scary. Yeah. I would get, I, I so uh, there are a couple issues with yesterday's accident. They had this this one um, young lady who was talking, and she's like, uh, she was part of the, the, the pileup. And then quickly she realized as cars were colliding and careening like bumper car style all over yeah. the place. She had to run up on the hill to get up high so that she wouldn't be, you know, in the line of all of this carnage. Yeah. And, and a lot of people finally go, oh, oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. These uh, these pilot these these chain reaction crashes. That's kind of uh, uh, Rochelle has a, has a fear of that, and so that's why when we when we pull up to a stoplight, she leaves like a full length. 
between oh, her really? and the car in front of her, and I'm always like, yeah. go to a little bit more. Get on that bumper. She's like, yeah. no, if I get hit from behind, I'm not going to slam into that car. And I'm My like, wife okay. By the way, what is uh, uh, the, the law? I've never been that clear on the the law. Let's say you're in a five car pile up, and and uh, that's yeah, like what happens caused, now? Right, what 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 no. are the legal obligations? Who's what at are the, fault? Who's yeah. at fault? I've always heard if the front end of a vehicle hits another vehicle, it's the person with the front end of the vehicle yes. damage yeah. that is quote unquote at fault. Now listen, mm-hmm. and regardless probably, if you're if you're there's probably circumstances, right, right, right. But but right. I've always heard that. And I don't know what the truth is. Yeah, like that this or has got to be right. There's something got to be some kind of leeway there. Our, you would hope. Our yeah. friend um, Meredith <clears throat> said that uh, there was a snow squall back in 2018. She said there was a pileup. Uh, about eight cars right uh, near her house, and so she housed everybody. She brought everybody in. The police came. They were talking no to the kidding. people in her house. She would do that. Right. Meredith yeah, would course. do that in a She's right on the curve. She'd be baking, and yes. she'd be uh, arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And out drinks and everything. Right. Yeah. Everyone yeah. comfortable? I'm knitting yeah. blankets for everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, her house is right <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. curve, so it, uh, it's kind of at a precarious spot of, of that particular road. Uh, my wife was in a, uh, uh, she was a salesperson and had a company car, and her rule was, press to do what your wife does, which is leave a full car length between yeah. you, because it doesn't matter what the actual law is, their rule was, if you get hit from behind and you hit the car in front of you, then that is your fault. I think the safer thing to do is when you pull up to a light, Move your car laterally, so because it's it's, like, it's harder for it. To, you'd have to roll over to hit the car in front of you. Right, right. And besides, it'd be side damage yep. that you would get, and that yeah. you're in the clear at that Just point. Just being cautious. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I cleared my throat, Bill. Uh, I'm going to go to Joe. <laughs> Wait, are Hang you on. all right? Do you have enough water? I'm, I'm okay. Uh, Somebody I, get him water. Joe, you're on the <laughs> air. Good like morning. to hear that. <laughs> hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Not much. Uh, so I was stationed out in Hawaii in the '90s. And there's a road that goes from the Honolulu side over to the wet side of the island, the east side of the island. Right. Holly Highway. So when you go up, you go up into a mountain, you go through a tunnel, and you come out on the other side of the island, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. But that side of the island gets rain all the time. And the highway speed limit is 50 miles an hour. So when I was first out there, I was like, 50 miles an hour, that's like, that doesn't. Well, you get through the tunnel, and it rains there often. I went through there one time. It was like a giant wall, like something out of Game of Thrones. Wow. Oh, so like like one of those... One of those... uh, What do they call those? Not a supercell, but a... uh, Oh, I forgot what they're called. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so as soon as you get out of the tunnel, it's like you got like 50 feet, and you see this wall of water, and the visibility drops to nothing. Um, and the problem is that you got a lot of tourists out there, so they think it's fast. It's okay to go fast. Mm. You go through the tunnel, they're doing 65, hit a wall of water, and accidents. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We were on Joe, we, we made that mistake. We, we, rented, we rented a Jeep. We took the top down. We're like, we're in Hawaii, man. Yeah. This is great. Uh, what could go we wrong? took the top down, Steve and I, Maryland. Oh, yes. And we drove to the other side. I think we are headed to the North Shore. We yeah. headed up to Wyoming. We're going to see all the waves. And we come, out, we come out of the tunnel, and it's raining, and we don't know how to put the top back up on the seat. <laughs> Joe, oh, we, we, we witnessed this firsthand. <laughs> and to complete the story, Joe, we were going to see the legendary oh, Waimea. super surf of Waimea. Yeah. We right. got there. It was glass. Yeah, it was in the summer. So yep. we didn't realize the waves were on the other side of the island at that time. Of the yep. Day. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate yeah, he's it. right, though. Thank you. Yeah. Like, Do you uh, remember we saw uh, also they had a, tr- a, a number of those runoff 
tracks for trucks that get yeah. into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. When you see that, be cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I will go to Mike, who's been stuck on 81 before. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank hey. you, Mike. What's up, bud? Hey, I was uh, stuck in on 81. I was on my way uh, from Pennsylvania, excuse me, Philadelphia up to State College on my way back to Penn State on a mega bus. Yep. And uh, we were we were driving up, and a huge storm started rolling through, and next thing you know, the bus starts slowing down. Man, there was a huge, huge pileup, and we ended up getting stuck on 81 for just about eight hours oh or my so God. on a mega bus. Yeah, I, I, I remember hey. when this all happened. Yeah, how long yeah. ago was this, Mike? Excuse me? How long ago was this? Oh, probably about, maybe about 10 years ago or oh, so. Oh, that long ago. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, man, it was horrible. But I, I'd probably say we, I was in the best situation and the worst situation. We were on the mega bus. It was a bunch of college kids. We had a bunch of provisions with us, you know, bringing back some uh, drinks up back from right. school. And then, <laughs> well, know, they- we were having to have a little party on the bus. But right? eight hours. Eight hours. That's yeah. a long ass time. Yeah. There have yeah, been longer stories. Go ahead. Dead. No, I was just saying there's been longer where people, you know, we talked about, you know, the, uh, I mean, what one had gone almost two days, right, where people are out there. Yeah, I, I think, thanks for your call, by the way, Mike. I want to say we took yeah. a call from somebody and all they had was uh, was Wreck-It Ralph as the movie. Do you guys right, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they watched it over <laughs> and over again. I think so. I mean, so. if you got to be stuck with a movie. I think I remember that story and I think it was from one of those, it was from out there. One one in particular was outlandishly long and I forget. Well, there was, was a recent others. one, Steve. There was, right. there was I, 95, that, right? It? Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, the bread truck. Remember, yeah, they started handing out bread. Exactly. Yeah, and they were yeah. just uh, the people. This was and, like outside mm. of DC in, in uh, Northern Virginia. People yeah. were looking for bologna trucks. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Mustard um, trucks. <clears throat> let me go to. Uh, hang on, Mike. A claims adjuster. All right, can talk about whose fault it is oh, when you okay. get one of these chain reactions. Hi, Mike. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> Mike. What's up, bud? Hey, with an accident like that, what happens is each collision is treated as a separate incident. So if somebody rear-ends somebody and then 30 seconds later somebody comes along and rear-ends that person, it's a sep- it's two different incidents. Right. Unless that party gets pushed into then you get into percentages like half and half and, and all that. It's, yeah, it's, so so Mike, how is something as complicated as this is you're you're just sitting there uh, a a car rear ends you or a truck and pushes you a certain length and you hit the next car in front of you, you're at fault for that? Yeah, well, you're at fault for 100% of the rear of the car that you hit, 50% of the front of the car that you hit, and 50% of the rear of the car that was in front of them. Hmm. The car that was in front of them. Yeah. Wow. That's that's interesting. So, though. I, so to some extent, Mike, that that uh, rule that I'd heard, that quote unquote rule, I'm doing air quotes, that if you have front end damage and you hit another, right. if you had hit another vehicle, most likely it's going to be your at fault for that. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, and then from state to state, it differs because then you have what they call fifty uh, percent comparative states, which which are just what I explained. Right. Then it would be forty nine percent, which you would be denied if you if you weren't at least you know fifty one percent of fault. So well, it's, it's so in that long chain of a, of a, of a collision, you are you're stationary. Your car is set into motion by a collision from behind, um, but still. So the, the the way it's hashed out is. 
doesn't matter. Your vehicle was the vehicle in motion that caused the damage to the vehicle in front of you, and now you are liable for it. No, the person that hit you that forced you into is now is liable for that. Okay, so because I, I understand. Okay, well, then so then how the hell do you do a math on an accident this big, like this know? big? How would yeah. you possibly do that? It's basically they would be considered all different incidences. It didn't happen at once. Okay, so the first collision is one incident. The second collision is a second incident. So, like it, it's. I would never want to handle something like this. Right, uh-huh. right, and and plus you've got to, you know, there's there's confusion, there's there's chaos going on, and how are you supposed to get the proper information from all these people and then the police and you know, I that's they, yeah. Then you, run in, then you run into a situation does somebody have enough liability coverage to cover everything right. that's all for? Cats are barking, dogs are meowing. It's yeah. just, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. All right, no, thanks, yeah, Mike. I, I wouldn't want. We saw a a, um, a an elevated shot of yes yesterday's carnage. How do you possibly decipher? Yeah, I mean, they will. They'll yeah, try. Yeah, they'll try. How do you decipher how that set in motion? Well, and three people died in this accident. Yes, That's just. And Honestly, I, was, I was reading they had to with with the fires that were coming up. They had to bring in these uh, all these water trucks because. There were yeah. no fire hydrants out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, where they were. They were out in the middle of nowhere, oh and they had a hard God. time containing all that and getting the emergency vehicles to, to be where the emergencies were was a logistical nightmare. They're so. trying to bring rural areas into the city to you make know, it easier. I think yeah, they should yeah. try and do that and, you know... <laughs> Get them into a little yeah, bit more closer. Society. Yeah, Harleysville yeah. yeah. right, well, will probably be in Ballackinwood soon, Preston. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was pretty nasty looking. The video is scary. So if you do happen to come across one of these squalls, and and like I was on the road yesterday, and yeah. and, it, and it popped up, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, it never got you know whiteout conditions, but uh, I'm going to think twice about that now. That yes. it can change like that. You may want to think about getting off the road if you can. And, yeah, yeah, get out as soon as you possibly can. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. Listen, I want to take a break and I want to give some away while we're doing that. Jersey Mike's is here, and I Yay. would like to thank Eric from the Moorestown store for bringing by some uh, lunch boxes with a variety of subs and chips and fresh baked cookies and all this that good stuff. We have a chance for you to win a $25 gift card from Jersey Mice, and we'll take caller number 9-215-263-WMMR. They are celebrating the 12th annual month of giving, and if you buy a sub tomorrow, so keep this in mind, if you use this gift card, go buy tomorrow, Jersey Mike's, buy some other stuff as well, because 100% of the sales will go to the Special Olympic USA Games. That's excellent. It's wonderful. So we'll uh, take that ninth caller, set you up, come back with the Bizarre File, and we will return shortly. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
I would like to mention real quick, a friend of ours uh, has an event coming up, uh, and he is a fantastic singer. His name is Kyle McCarty. Kyle, oh, he's awesome. Good friend of ours. He, uh, For reference, he does the uh, Kathy's Activities jingles. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only does he sing those, he writes those, right. does everything. He's awesome. But listen, he is a great soul R&B singer. He is fantastic. And he has got a gig on Thursday night, wanted me to mention, and, and emails like, could you please possibly, if you have a little bit, Kyle will do anything for you, man. Yeah. He's the best. So it's the all-sold-out band, sold, S-O-U-L-E-D, sold-out band, and they're going to play Vera Bar and Grill Thursday night in Cherry Hill. And he said they're playing uh, Motown, funk, soul, seven-piece band with a horn section. Hasn't he worked with, like, The Temptations? Yes, he has. They they recorded on his album. Yeah, he's legit. And he also also said they're they're playing T-S-O-P. Does anybody know what that stands for? T-S-O-P. T-S-O-P. Oh, Mm. I'm such an idiot. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's in the music. Motown, T-S-O-P, funk, and soul. I don't know what T-S-O-P. The uh, the sound of Philadelphia. Ah. To stop. There you go. To stop. Gam- uh, Gamblin Huff. Led that <laughs> yeah. stuff, I guess. Yeah. So. All right. Well, cool. So uh, the gig is Thursday night. You want to see some really great live music and a full horn band. Seven-piece band with horns. And Kyle can sing, man. So go check him out at Vera Bar and Grill in Cherry Hill on Thursday night. And then real quick before we do the B-File, a shout-out. I got this email. It says, uh, hey, Gadzoos, could you please give the biggest and most awesome shout-out to the Westchester Henderson Girls Varsity Ice Hockey Team. This is only the second year that they've had a full girls varsity team, and this year they won both the high school championship and the Flyers Cup. Uh, So she says, way to go, Warriors. You rock. Thanks so much. That is from Renee McGutsy. McGusty. I like McGutsy. McGutsy's better. better. All right, Renee. I like you, kid. You're McGutsy. McGusty. So a shout out for the gals. And there you go. I used to be a cheerleading coach there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, when I was in college, I, nice. I coached their their cheerleading team. Maybe yeah. you were the first McGutsy. Uh, maybe I was. Yeah, possibly. All right, we got to do the B-File. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted experts since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. You can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. So in England, a historic market town is under siege by a pair of hooligan chihuahuas who have been ganging up on other people and pets. Miserable bastards. The two dogs are so unpleasant, a former police German shepherd was attacked by the dogs and is scared of them. Man. Another person walking his two 65-pound dogs (laughs) were charged by the two dogs that ran straight up at them. Uh, A local counselor, Ruth Hopkins, said that she has had several complaints about the dogs. She said they're little dogs. Uh, The man who called up has an ex-police dog. He's a German shepherd, so a big dog. And there were big dogs running. Yeah, big dogs out. Uh, There were two unpleasant chihuahuas who attacked the German shepherd, so the size of the dog is no reflection on their aggressiveness. Big dogs running, big dogs out. Apparently, it's not the first time that they've behaved in an aggressive fashion. They were... Wow. They said they were leashed, and the owner thought that they were only little, uh, that they were friendly, but you have to be really careful. Man, chihuahuas yes. do not know that they are as little no. as they are. No. And, and they will. They, They'll rip they, your throat out. They can. They can, they can. they can get pretty aggressive. If you lay down and fall asleep. Yeah. 
A Montana man who went missing while hiking earlier this week was uh, killed in a suspected encounter with a grizzly bear. I was reading this story. North of Yellowstone National Park. Uh, the victim was identified as Craig uh, Clotre. Uh, uh, no details were provided on where he was found or why the grizzly bear was believed responsible for his death. Uh, search teams on the ground and in helicopters have been looking for him while he went hiking on Wednesday morning with a friend, possibly to hunt for antlers. You know, you and know was reportedly overdue that day. Supposedly the story was pressed because I'm like, why did this guy go out alone mm-hmm. doing this? He got out with someone else and then they split. Like, uh, uh, yeah, for, for a part, for at some point, the one guy went off and he, I'm going to look down here for these antlers. And uh, he went the other way, and that's really? what they believe he's attacked by the bear. Yeah, they said they were split up at some point later in the morning, and when the other man returned to the vehicle and his friend wasn't there, he called us, and we began searching. Police said they were uh, Friday working uh, to return his body to his family in the mountains in the area where he died, uh, rise steeply above the Yellowstone River. Uh, there are dense forests at higher elevations that are home to bears and other wildlife, and he frequently he would frequent these mountains and, uh, yeah, apparently... So they always have you, like, blowing whistles and stuff like that as you march along? And just to keep, you know... Uh, uh, it's sad that it happened, man. Yep. Police and health officials in Virginia raced against time to help save the life of a man in Richmond who was bitten by his own pet viper, which uh, the type was listed as one of the deadliest snakes in the world. Virginia State Police got a call from the Virginia Commonwealth University Police Department requesting an expedited delivery of anti-venom treatment from the Virginia Aquarium and Marine Science Center. What are you uh, going to use it for? The snake, an African pit viper, also known as a gaboon viper, uh, is listed as one of the top ten deadliest snakes in the world. Because that's the sound you make when you get bit. Gaboon. Gaboon. Uh, VSU Hospital had already given the man anti-venom treatment for the, from the Smithsonian National Zoo in D.C. However, officials said they still needed to give him <sighs> another dose in order to save his life. A police sergeant was able to get the anti-venom from an employee of the Virginia Aquarium and Marine Science Center Russia to Virginia Beach, or from Virginia Beach to Richmond. No word on the man's condition as of yet. A Nashville, Tennessee man has been arrested after using uh, an Apple Watch as a tracking device. Lawrence Welch, a 29-year-old resident of Nashville, was uh, arrested for tracking the location of his girlfriend by attaching an Apple Watch to the wheel of her car Ah. and using a tracking app. Uh, Welch was subsequently charged with attaching an electronic trafficking device to a vehicle. He had uh, turned up to at a family safety center while an order of protection was being sought for the unnamed girlfriend. The victim claimed that uh, death threats were made by Welch against her multiple times before the police arrived at the scene. Uh, the victim also mentioned that she and Welch had used Life 360 to track each other's movement in the past, but she turned it off whenever she was going to any of the family safety centers. Uh, security officials, so, so this is like a shelter. Yes. You know, of sorts. <clears throat> security office officials at the center found much crouching by the victim's car, uh, which aroused suspicion. Officers later discovered his Apple Watch on the wheel which uh, Welch confirmed was his. Uh, The incident is the latest in several similar domestic assault issues since uh, July 2021. He already had two assaults to grapple with already. The uh, incident will further expand the need for greater scrutiny of the Apple Watch as an unusual stalking device. Well, you know that, so like uh, activating those Apple tags, I picked those up, you know. Uh, It takes a second to do it, and they are unbelievably accurate. All right. All right, and then one last story. Uh, This is in uh, Wisconsin. An Irish pub received a wild visit. Uh, Staff and customers at Dublin's Irish Pub in Oshkosh 
saw a deer come crashing through the front window on Monday afternoon. Uh, the operations manager, Mark Rudkowski, wasn't there and thought the bartenders were trying to pull a fast one on him. That is until he reviewed the security footage. Uh, Rakowski said uh, it got in, ran a lap around the restaurant, and then ran out the other door. Which kind of deer do you have here? And when I looked at the security footage, at least six to seven deer all just hopped over the patio wall that we had there and attempted to run through the building. Wow. A whole herd of them came through. He said the video is crazy because they just appear and disappear within seconds. Didn't looking, order anything? We're looking at the video now. Yeah, they come jumping all over the place. Can we get a pint, please? <laughs> Running in the walls and stuff, man. They're completely disoriented. Uh, Rakowski says that he hunts, but he has never seen deer behave in that manner and in they, the wild. Look, he, he's going out to hunt when they come to his bar. Or even when you're driving around during the fall, he said it's weird. It's like frogs coming out of the sky, you know, when people say it's raining fish or something. <laughs> All of a sudden, they appear, and they disappear as fast as they showed up. It's the so. point at which the reporter pulls the microphone back. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah we're, we're done. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. done. <laughs> all right, and there you go. That is all I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we have some uh, guests who are here today, and there's a charity event and a campaign that we are going to make you aware of. Uh, we first want to welcome from the Headstrong Foundation, the present. She's been here before. Uh, Cheryl Colalori is here. Thank you. Hi, Cheryl. Nice to see you again. It's very, very nice to see you and to be back. Uh, and along with you, and bear with me on pronouncing the last name, we would like to welcome Phil and his daughter, Sydney. Their last name is uh, Sirencion. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Okay. All right. say it the Italian way. It's Cirencioni. Well, that's why I was going to say but it. But you got to like throw feet, three fingers together and have some garlic on your breath. To I was going to try it, but Casey said not to. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, first off, uh, Cheryl, for those who may not have heard you yes. before or may not be familiar with the Headstrong Foundation, can you please enlighten them? Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. And I just wanted to say thank you for the longtime support that you, MMR, and the team here, Preston and Steve, has, has shown to the Headstrong Foundation. So uh, we actually are celebrating a milestone this year, 15 years of being Headstrong. That's amazing. And thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm taken back, you know, 16 years ago around our kitchen table when our founder, my son, was just adamant about being involved in the cancer community, the community that he, he found himself part of, and said, you know what, I, I want to do something. I want to use my platform and really create an organization that provides direct service to patients and families and boy little did we know the impact of that conversation staggering amazing yeah Yeah. we're going on 24 million dollars raised touching over 20,180 lives and uh it's just been an absolute privilege um you know, the unfortunate part is the demand for our services are at an all-time high. I've, I've never witnessed anything like this and, and, and never heard some of the stories that, you know, that we're hearing. Um, you know, we're, we're pleased to, to have Phil and Sydney with us and uh, the disease and, and has brought us together. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about uh, the campaign, uh, Philly Takes on Cancer. It's an opportunity for uh, corporates, corporations to really just rally their troops. Sometimes they're just coming back in for the first time after years of being apart. Yeah. And it's really a way to just come together in support of our local friends and families that are that are battling. Because everyone, everyone knows somebody or they uh, themselves have it. 
Everyone yeah. is touched. So I had mentioned there's a um, <clears throat> there's an event coming up. There's a campaign as well. Let's talk about the event, the 5K, because Sydney is a direct recipient for this, correct? She is. All right. And, and before we do that, Sydney, what is your story? How, where are you from? How old are you? Uh, I'm 17, uh, Philadelphia. I'll be 18 in April. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I have Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was diagnosed in November. Um, and I have about three chemos left, and then hopefully I'll be in remission. Excellent. 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 Yeah. You're currently uh, you're in high school still? You're a senior? Yes, where do you go to school? Uh, Bayard Rustin. Okay. And this event is c- coming up is the 5K, correct? Yes. That's we gonna... have, uh, actually, it's through a family that we had supported that is having an event in, in memory of their child. And it just so happens to be in the neighborhood and the community that Sydney lives. So Sydney and uh, will be a benefactor of that. And it is the Charlotte Grace uh, 5K. And details can be found on our website at headstrong.org. Okay. And so uh, you guys are going to be there, Phil? You're going to be oh, yes, at the event? Indeed. Yeah. Are you walking or running? I'm going to be... You look like a walker today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting at the start-finish line rubbing, okay. rubbing her back. There right. you go. <laughs> you, you, then you're a rubber. I would run if yeah. Burger King was on the other side <laughs> of my <everywhere. laughs> Nice. And so uh, when, when did uh, Sydney find out about her uh, diagnosis? So it was a whirlwind press. It was uh, November, the beginning of November... Uh, we heard the the C word the first time and ended up with a biopsy this at, past November. Oh yeah! yeah oh my yeah. goodness! Okay. Um, she had had long standing health issues with skin, and we thought they were food allergies or something. We didn't right. really know. We were just trying to seek answers. And uh, man, we went from the beginning of November to Black Friday. Her being staged, wow. mm. boom, just like that. And uh, Cheryl and I were talking outside, and uh, it's a whirlwind. You really don't have the opportunity to process emotionally what's right. happening to you while at the same time you're like fighting for life well the, the thing that is interesting with all of this and and, and it's something that um i try to get the word out about is that um it happens to you it rocks your world and then what you if you can at that moment realize there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who've just gotten the same notification you're not alone there's a whole bunch of uh, people out there to support you. There's a whole bunch of people out there who survived it and who are thriving. It's hard to put that into context out of the gate. But if that's a little mantra you can repeat to yourself, it'll help you through. Am I, am I right with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, so the, the event, the 5K, is coming up on Saturday, April 2nd at East Goshen uh, Township Park in Westchester. And you can go to headstrong.org to get the info, backslash uh, run, if you want to put that in there. But I'm sure you can find it just by going on the website, right? Yes. And on top of that event, there's a campaign that's a month-long campaign that's coming up, correct? Absolutely, yeah. It begins uh, early April, and, you know, it's really a corporate team approach. And, you know, it it gives us the ability to... um, Help our local families, uh, just like Phil's, just like mine, just like the thousands of others that are fighting cancer that have been blindsided by this news. It gives us the ability to have an impact in their lives and make things a little more manageable, a little more normal, helping with the emotional toll that takes place, the financial impact. Uh, I know Phil's got lots of financial impact stories, but, yeah. uh, you know, simply phillytakesoncancer.com. We're not asking companies for a donation. Rather, we're asking companies to rally, get a team, register a team, and then use their circles to drive donations in support of the Headstrong Foundation's mission. But you, you shouldn't be deterred if you'd like to make it. Oh, we're not going to. No, we're no. Absolutely. Right, it's right. welcomed. But, you know, we understand, um, you know, the economic impact of COVID. Yeah. And, you know, particularly in the cancer community. People have lost their jobs. They've lost their insurance, you know, and until you're in this 
journey, you do not have an understanding of the implications, the financial implications. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Phil. It's Raising estimated uh, the nurses at Nemours, shout out to uh, DuPont in mm. Wilmington, um, have told me that it's estimated that cancer families lose 40% of their income. Wow. And it makes sense because you figure if there's two parents, one of them has to stop working. Right. Yeah. And it's usually the one who makes less money. <clears throat> And uh, I do have a lot of stories, I, you know, like calling insurance companies, and they're like, your copay is $2,700.60. And I was like, are you sure it isn't $2,700.40? Right, like, yeah, yeah, um, You just laugh at the ridiculous things that they tell you. Right. And it's not like you have an option. It's not like your kid needs braces. You know, you can be a good right. parent and let their kids get you know, no straight. You, you throw it all you in. You need to do it. whatever yeah. they say. Yeah. 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 Now, keep in mind, if you are a parent <clears throat> like Phil, a single dad, you take time off from work to, ch- to care for your child. Yeah. You're not eligible for short-term disability. So there is zero income coming in. I live that journey. Phil's living that journey. So to be able to, you know, just take those funds and have a direct impact right. has been the greatest privilege of my life. And you know what? We're counting on our Philadelphia companies to to show some headstrong love and uh, really rally the troops, and uh, they have in the past. They, they have, have in the past, certainly. And, yeah, and so they, they they will again. So all this stuff is 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 tremendous. Again, kudos to you, you know, and to the legacy of your son. Thank you. I mean, if you could possibly imagine a scenario, this is better than that scenario because it's just it's going on and saving and changing lives. It's amazing. It's so. just, it keeps on going, and and I'm just you know so privileged, and I thank my team, my family, the supporters that you know have really allowed us to continue Nick's legacy. Uh, selfishly, I get to keep Nick very close. Yeah, I get to talk about him each day. He was an incredible human being, and I was privileged to be his mother. Yeah, absolutely. So let's put the uh, the rallying call out to the uh, the businesses of <clears throat> the greater area and uh, and get involved and and and. Uh, uh, you know, just try to, to stimulate people to get involved. Like you said, Cheryl, you don't necessarily have to make this big cash monetary donation, but <clears throat> get the staff involved to maybe organize and get their groups yep. throw chip in here and there, and it's going to add up. Yeah, so, yeah, com. There's also some tremendous uh, incentives and prizes. So we have some really cool uh, leadership seminars for our first, second, and third place finishers, and we're really looking forward to... Uh, you know, painting the town line. So. Yep, excellent. Okay, so phillytakesoncancer.com or headstrong.org, and we'll have all this stuff up on our website on presidency.com to make it easy for you. Sydney, good luck with your uh, co- upcoming treatments. Yep. Kick you. some ass. Good luck with the rest <laughs> of school and all that stuff. Thank you. And we'll check in with you down the road, okay? Absolutely. All right, thank you, guys. Phil, as well. Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah. you. Headstrong Foundation. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Each weekday, it's a field of 64, unlike any other. Matchups are hand-picked bands from team captains Pierre and Pancake, Preston and Steve, Jackson and Sarah, and Jackie and Brent. Four teams, four regions, four decades of rock. And your votes decide who makes it to the Fantastic Four and who wins it all. Get details and vote at WMMR.com or on the WMMR app. M.M. Arch Madness. Sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. Shop Ram Truck Month at South Jersey's Truck Headquarters. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. First matchup at MMR or MMR Madness is uh, Langham Park and Tool. So that's the one that gets us going at uh, at noon today. And you go to WMMR.com or PrestonSteve.com. You can get 
all the matchups. Uh, so last night, um, a concert, uh, first uh, concert for a few people that haven't been in a while. Uh, the Eagles yes. were in town performing. Uh, Nick went to see them last night. Yeah. You've never seen them before. I've never seen the Eagles before. Chuck went as well. He had never seen them before, and they have uh, rave reviews about the music, right? Unbelievably great. I mean, uh, listen, they, they did. They opened with Hotel California. They did the whole record, but that's the first song on that record. So the first song out of the gate is Jeez. Hotel California. And uh, there was a, a gentleman that came out on stage. They had it's sort of a, a stage set up with... Uh, you know what the uh, iconic uh, um, album is like. That's sort of in the background. And right. then there was a record player at the end of the stage. This guy walks across the stage, takes out the vinyl, puts it on the record player, Aww. brings the needle down, <laughs> starts, and then you hear this the guitar. Opening. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's a great yeah. presentation. It wow. was really cool. So they did the whole first side of the record, and then they did the second side of the record. And uh, they they uh, had a lady come out. She flipped the record over, over put it back down on the, on the uh, record player, and then started up with the second side of it. So um, it was just uh, such great music and, and one song after another that you knew and that is, you loved. Is Pretty Maids all in a row on yes. that album? Yes. So jo, uh, Joe sings that song. Yeah. So and, it's, uh, uh, that I, I love that song. It's a great song. You just, uh, that's <laughs> so great that they got to that. Hotel okay. California, New Kid in Town, Life in the Fast Lane, Waste wow. of Time, Waste of Time Reprise, oh. Victim of Love, Pretty Maids all in a row, uh, Try and Love Again, and then The Last Resort. And that's um, so wow. that's the whole first part of the show. Uh, and then they go into an intermission after that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just the sound in the building was really good. I hadn't been to a concert in the Wells Fargo Center in quite some time. Uh, so that was cool to see as well. How about those harmonies, right? It's just unbelievable. <laughs> you know, and then so they that was the first set. Uh, then they take this intermission break and, and just speak into the harmonies. Then they come back out and the second set starts. With Seven Bridges Road. I knew it. Uh-huh. And you, oh. all five of them come out. The lights are down. And, and then the spotlights shine on the guys. And they kick into that. And it's just, if you can't get, if you don't get goosebumps watching that, then you're, you're just missing out as a music fan. There's a great wow. see, uh, scene in the uh, documentary where yeah. they're backstage. And that's sort of their warm-up exercise. Yep. Yes. Yep. I saw them on the, the Hell Freezes Over tour. That's when they all got back together finally yeah. after saying they would never do it unless Hell froze over. And to this day, that's number two on my list of of best concert ever. Number one was uh, was U two Joshua Tree because it was just an epiphany for me with right. that band. But that I remember uh, uh, watching the Eagles and them hitting the harmonies of those iconic songs. And I'm going, this is I can't believe this is <laughs> happening live. This is yeah. these these guys are actually on stage performing this, and it sounds this way. It sounds so rich, so lush, so yeah. perfect, tonally perfect. That I was blown away. There were moments last night where I'm like, I can't believe I'm in the same building, same room as as uh, Joe Walsh and Don Henley. Like yeah. to me, that was and, and Timothy B. Schmidt, and then uh, Vince Gill kind of took over for the Glenn Fry role, and he uh, he's great. I mean, Vin, I'm not, I don't know much about Vince Gill, but he was great guitarist, a really great guitarist. But Steve, beautiful voice, and and it took a lot of the Glenn Fry parts and just nailed it. Oh. Wow! So everything was. Perfect. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Uh, really? Something wasn't perfect. Listen, we've sort of talked about different <laughs> versions of this in the past, but the obnoxious concert goer. Right. And um, there was a woman who sat directly behind uh, myself and my girlfriend. Brent Porsche was actually there. Brent was sitting to my right. Uh, and Brent brought his mom, which I thought was really yeah. sweet. So uh, the four of us are sitting together, and then... Uh, was I, the annoying woman Brent's mom? No. Oh, no. <laughs> God, no. Oh. No. Uh, Brent's mom could not have been sweeter. However, this annoying woman uh, was bothering Brent's mom and everybody else in the sec- section. So <sighs> she sits down, and, and listen, uh, it, whatever show you go to, just read the room. If you're out in an outdoor show, and everybody's going nuts and having a great time, and you're sitting on the lawn and whatever, and you want to hoot and holler, go for it. 
If you're at a show where it's like the Eagles and most of the people in the Wells Fargo Center are sitting down and relaxing and enjoying yeah, the music. Yeah, Eagles is a sit-down show. It is. Yeah. And there were moments, yeah. especially when Joe Walsh would go into solos, where you'd get up and cheer. And, and mm-hmm. you know, there were standing O moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were not talk loudly during the quiet parts moments at all throughout oh. the concert. So this lady sits down God. and listen. She was fired up to be there. And when you get into the show and somebody's that fired up, you're like, okay. You know, Got it. Exactly, yeah. right? It'll probably we'll give be, you a little time. We'll give you a little time. <laughs> yeah. And then, Steve, our, our patience starts to run yeah, yeah, again yeah. after a while. And I know you've lamented about this a million times, but it, it, I was thinking about you because of if you go to a movie mm-hmm. and somebody won't shut the F up. I'll go we'll, shut them up. <laughs> yeah. And they're that loud and that obnoxious. So I'll uh, Will Smith them. <laughs> uh, and listen, we, we've all been to enough shows, too. Get your <laughs> get words out your mouth. Get your Eagles lyrics out your mouth. Uh, you know the person who loves to yell and holler at the quiet moments just so they can be heard by yeah, everybody yeah, else yeah, in the yeah. show? She was bragging about doing that before the concert even started. She oh, was saying really? that. That was your modus operandi. I'm, I'm that woman. Oh, yeah. seriously? I'm going to do that. Yeah. Oh, and Bobby Weir liked it when I did it at the Dead Show. Oh, no, 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 he didn't. No, he didn't. And no. she had had a lot to drink. She'd had some cocktails, and uh, I would say probably late 40s, early 50s. She was not a bitch. She was not mean. She wasn't. Uh, she just was really loud and really obnoxious. So... Uh, the concert starts, and she's having a good time, and she's talking about how she's going to get up and dance, and then she starts to get up and dance. Okay. And she works her way down at the end of the row, which I actually thought was kind of courteous. Like, she was going to be out of the row and, <laughs> and into the, the, uh, the stairs. Aisle. Yeah, yeah, the aisle, so that she could dance and have a great time. And apparently, uh, there's a, uh, somebody that we know, and I'm not going to say her name, but... Um, the dancing woman, the obnoxious dancing woman, started w- was really starting to bother many people in the section. So the woman that we know went to security and said, "Listen, <laughs> this lady's kind of getting on everybody's nerves. She's getting a, and she was and the dancing woman was kind of pushing people out of the way, yeah, you know, walking down the the road to get to the aisle, so blocking people's views as she's getting out, getting Bobby, in and we out. liked it, uh-huh. yeah. exactly. <laughs> so uh, after the complaint, security comes, right. and at this point, I texted all of you guys, and this was literally two songs in. That's how loud and obnoxious she was. and uh, Two songs. Two songs, yeah. And so security comes midway wow. through the second song, which was uh, New Kid in Town. And uh, uh, they, they shine the flashlights. And uh, in the middle of uh, Life in the Fast Lane, they start esco- escorting her out. Oh, no. What's her reaction to be escorted out? Angry, right. yelling, this oh, is not my fault. I paid for these tickets. Right. She didn't pay for the tickets. She had won the tickets from a radio station that is not in our cluster. <laughs> oh, when she sat down. She's like, not bad for free tickets. Oh, so no. So she hadn't paid a dime for these tickets, which made me feel a little bit better about the whole situation, right? So uh, all of this happens. She gets escorted out, and everybody kind of around us, once she left, a little bit of a, you know, breathing a sigh of relief. Right, right, right. And, um, and then before the end of Hotel California, the, the end of the record, uh, she sat back down. But when she sat back down... It was actually okay. And then they get the, you know, gets to the intermission. Apparently security had talked to her. She was going to be all right. So then we get to the intermission. Did she have a muzzle on? (laughs) Well, not literally. Like a a falcon? But I think security had spoken to her in a way that she understood and appreciated. (laughs) And uh, no actual muzzle, but maybe, you know, an imaginary one. So she's a little contrite. We get to the intermission. 
And then it starts ramping back up again. And then she starts complaining about security. And she starts talking about the lady who stopped her from dancing. So hang on. Who's she talking to? Well, there was a gentleman who was with her. Okay. And and then there was another lady who was also loud but not nearly as obnoxious uh, to her left. So the lady that was bothering everybody in the section was behind me to the right. Her uh, man, her husband, whatever, was directly behind me. Yes, dear. (laughs) He was that guy. Did Uh, Did they leave with her when she got kicked out? No. Oh, uh, well, the, the, the guy did. The guy did, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you kind of have to do that. So we get into the uh, Seven Bridges Road and then take it easy in one of these nights, and they, she's getting louder and louder and louder oh, and no. more obnoxious again. And just talking constantly? Talking, I mean, constantly. Oh, Jesus. Why are you're you missing the show yourself? I, mean, I don't get that. Well, she won the ticket, so you can't say she paid for them. But still, you're there to see a legendary band. You are missing what you came to experience. So you're missing it, and now you're really starting to impact everybody around you. In what's the she talking about all this time? I mean, for when once the second uh, set started, she was talking about how security had, had right. mistreated her and how she deserved to be there, and she was going to be there to dance, and she was going to be okay. there to party. Can I ask you to kind of not necessarily imitate her, but give us an idea of like the the volume? at which she was speaking like i came here like at this level was she talking like this loud yes. yep okay yeah that's during i came here kid security talked to me i'm just here to have a good time yeah this is one of my favorite bands uh-huh. i want to make sure i see all of this so what am i doing wrong like that type that of thing is an, uh, yeah absolutely that's right. a very accurate representation and it was re- i'm not exaggerating it was non-stop i mean so she- she's not just talking to the people she's with She's making sure that everybody, everybody hears, hears this. Everybody hears her. And that this is a vocal complaint. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. So. And uh, how far is she from you, by the directly way? Directly behind me. I mean, and I mean, literally, like the seat behind. I was in section whatever, and she was in the same section, row behind me, same seat as me. Okay, so um, <laughs> my girlfriend Andrea can sense that I'm starting to feel the way right. that you do, Steve, at right. the movie, and I'm starting to get impatient and tense and, and angry. And yeah, um, besides, the concert is bur- burning off yeah. as you're as you're trying yeah. to deal with this. Right. Idiot. You're losing your you're losing your experience. Yeah. So they get to one of my favorite songs of all time, not just Eagle Song, but Take It to the Limit. I just I love that song. I love the harmonies in it. Yeah. It's, it's just a beautiful song, and it's a quiet song. And she's still going. And at this point, I realized that two people that were one to my left and then one down in front had gotten up and left. And I yeah. and my girlfriend's like. I think that she's going to, they're going to talk to security. Okay. So at the end of Take It to the Limit. By the way, they've missed a part of the song. Oh, yeah. They've, they've had to do that. Yeah, and, yeah. and the song for me is not yeah. ruined, but like certainly impacted by this obnoxious um, woman. <laughs> so uh, so then security comes back. Right. So this now time they have dogs. Well, they, they had more. <laughs> uh, they had like four or five security oh. personnel at this point and were shining the flashlights and they were, she, that was it. She yeah. was done. And it was then pressing. It was, I can't believe that they're doing this to me. I paid for these tickets. We oh, paid $300 yeah. for these. We're going to have to drive all the way back. to I thought she got it for free. Of course she, she got did. it for free. She was lying about that. She was that. lying about that. And, and then so uh, security, it took about Two or three minutes, they got her down the road, they got her out. And and I've seen people being escorted out before. I didn't watch this happen, uh, but my guess is security got her to the door of the Wells Fargo Center, pushed her ass out, and that was the end of her night. Uh, Was there any spontaneous applause or anything like that? No, but there was this sense of, a palpable sense of relief of everybody around. Everybody could exhale and enjoy the show because now this part was over. I'm going to go to Kim. She saw this happening. Hi, Kim. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful. All right, Kim. So, so it was you, fabulous, I just have to say. It was. <laughs> you you saw this exact event taking place? Yeah, I was sitting actually in 110 
up on twenty on row twenty three and looking over I just happened to look over and I saw a security guard come out and she did not look happy. <laughs> not a happy camper. She was like she was like you out like you could tell she had had enough. It was at a point of we tried. We tried. Yeah. yeah. Get your stuff and let's go. Yeah. They, uh, and she's the they, kind they, of person you weren't going to mess with. They gave her an opportunity. They talked to her. Yeah, they warned and, her once. They escorted yeah. her out once. They allowed her to come back in and sit back down right. again. And then the second offense, she's gone. You know, at church, uh, a lot of play, a lot of churches have a crying room. They should yes. have like a crying room. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> they definitely should have a room. I think there was everybody had their own little section of these, this kind of person. And you were like, oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. Look, well, and it came yeah. after all this time. Yeah, this, uh, this people have been in sort of stasis, and for many, this was a return to yeah. the concert experience. Can we come back a little bit better than we, we, you know, we exited and give everyone a good time and have a a wonderful experience re-entering the concert going scene? But I, I guess. Once an a-hole, always an a-hole. But listen, it's... Pretty much. There's almost... There's somebody at every concert. Yeah, and you suffer that sometimes. We've all all experienced it. For sure. But, I mean, read the room. You know, like, recognize what everything's going on around you. The other people that... You don't flash your knockers during Desperado. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There was a... I don't know. I think there's... Why don't you come to your senses? (laughs) (laughs) Look at me. You gotta stop building fences! Bill Burns from our sales yeah. department just came walking in, so hang so, on a second. Bill man. and I were in the same section. Bill was like two or three rows behind me. Uh, we were we were both in 109. They were great seats and really was a great show, except for... It was phenomenal. It was yeah. a great show. But you missed the part that when she came down and started dancing in front of us in the empty row. Yeah. Then when security guard said, please go back, she turned around and gave her the double bird. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah, so the security guard came over. No. She was very nice and just said, can you please go back, go sit down. And then she turned around Flipped her to off. and double bird, yeah. and then that set her off. Okay. That, that's when the security, the nice uh, woman went back and got somebody else, and then they came down your side. Okay. It's yeah. too much. Right. It's too much. And, then, yeah. you know, if you go to a Phil's game or you go to an Eagles game, like, there, are, there's these things where you can text now. You can say what section yeah. you're in, what row you're in, and, and security will come and handle the situation. I don't know if they have that at concerts or not, but mm. they, they should. Because, they should. You know, getting up to get the security, you feel awkward doing it. You don't want to be the person to rat other people you out. You can just as, well, as clearly established here, you can just as easily ruin the experience of the concert yeah. by being uh, this person, especially, as you say, not being able to read the room i I, that's actually become one of the things that i i don't like now mind you i'm just willing to i want to embrace re-embrace everything now so i'll probably be a little bit more accommodating but that sort of experience can easily be ruined if you're what if during um like a bad U2 song, uh, you know, or, or the song where you, I'm going to plug into the emotion yes, here, and yes. you've got this uh, cackling chicken behind you. It's, it's... Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the, let, me, let me go to uh, Denise. Hi, Denise. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Denise. You wanted to share a similar story, right? Yes. Um, my brother is listening, too, and he said to me, are you listening to this? I said, <laughs> yes. I said, we went to go see Hamilton, and we were sitting next. Uh, we were in a row, and my brother and my sister-in-law were sitting next to this woman. She comes blowing in and sits down. It's like, whoa, I'm like a good time or whatever. Oh, no. And she's going on and on, and she's eating snacks, and she's got this um, jingly necklace on. She's playing with the whole time, and she's uh, singing to every song and going on and on. And then at intermission, we switched seats because it's really tight there. So I ended up sitting next. My father's like, I'll sit next to her. I'm like, oh, no, you won't because <laughs> yeah. you would have told her off. Mm. So then I said to him, I'm, I'm like, I'll sit there. So as soon as I sat down and she, she looks at me, I 
pointed my finger and I pointed at her. I'm like, you settle down. I said, people are trying to enjoy this show. Yeah. And she, uh, she didn't though. She was still like singing the whole time and jingling her necklace. And did you, did you go for security? Did you, did you let alert someone in the theater to, to come no, and extract no, her? No, we didn't. Oh. I, I don't know if she was on something or what, but I couldn't believe like how well, you obnoxious could, she was. You could be on something outside the theater. Uh, you yeah, know, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. There's this, especially with the cost of a Hamilton ticket. And I guess, so, yeah, exactly. So you're you're going and you're thinking, okay, you know, concerts you can sing along to, yeah. but but a, a, like a Broadway like show doing Death of a Salesman. <laughs> if you're flashing your, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a- you go, Ben. <laughs> All right, thanks, Denise. Yeah, it's it can it can ruin it. Hang on a second, Case. Do I have time to go to another call? Uh, maybe just one more. All right, let me go to uh, Bill. Hey, Bill. Good morning. How you doing? Good, buddy. It What's was, up? It was a great concert last night, and I had the same exact experience in one fourteen. <laughs> oh my god! We had, we had we had a group of women behind us, my wife and I, and they did nothing but ch- talk about the dumbest crap, <laughs> and then. The people in front of us started talking, and I also had Andre the Giant come down the row, and of course, <laughs> sat right next to me. Yep. And then my wife leans to me and says, "You know this bi, you know, yeah, bitch. behind us won't mm. shut her mouth." Yeah. Behind us, like that, and then she got quiet after that. Well, people, uh, people don't have a spatial awareness. They don't, it, and I think also, Preston, you you picked up on something which is true. A lot of people want to put on a show themselves. Yeah, uh, uh, yep, look at do. It's, exactly look at me, you, you inner narcissist. This yes, song. yes, and uh, you know, and I know all the trivia about the band. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say it all out loud right now, so everybody knows that yeah. I'm the biggest fan yeah. here. Free tickets too. They were free. They they made sure they said that. And mine were free too. But yeah, you know. But again, it's it's it was it was amazing. Bunch of freeloaders, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> all right, thanks, Bill. That's so. Who here tonight actually bought tickets? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there are a number of other calls that are coming up saying the same thing, that yeah. uh, uh, they've had either experiences like this at different shows or at that show last night yeah. as well. So. It was a bit unruly at times. Yeah. Take this pause and realize you can have a better experience. Yeah. Give everyone, be accommodating to people around you. Let's, let's start the reemergence on a better foot. That said, Joe Walsh is something else. It was so cool watching him. Don Henley sounded great. Uh, if they tour again and you've not seen the Eagles, I can't recommend it more highly. Really was a fantastic show. Jesus, man. Can you change the channel? <laughs> you man, I feel like my music. Get your own ass. I had a really rough. I'll flip this out and kick your ass out. Man, come on, kick your ass. A rough night, and I hate the eagles, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're amazing. Yeah, yeah they, they are amazing. They really are. It is true. All right, we have to take a break because we have some guests coming up. Thank we you do. for your calls. I appreciate that. We'll return in just a moment or two. You know what? Let me give away some passes for a Dolby screening of Universal Pictures' explosive new action thriller, Ambulance. Yeah. And it's going to be on Tuesday, April 5th at the AMC Fashion District in Center City. Uh, so we'll take callers 10, 11, 12 at 215-263-WMMR. It's a Michael Bay Films, Jake Gyllenhaal. A bunch of other great people in this. It's rated R, only in theaters on April 8th. So we'll get you on board, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR rocks Women's History Month. 
Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dorothy. This is Amy Lee. It's Joan Jett. It's Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. Hi, I'm Nia Strauss. This is Jen and Corey. We're from Skillet. Hey, it's Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless. This is Lil Star. Hey, y'all. It's Rebecca and Megan. Together, we're Lark and Poe. Rock and roll is visceral. Rock and roll is powerful. And so are the voices behind it. Women have always been and will always be a driving force in rock history. And our voices and our instruments are just getting louder. Every day. Getting louder every day. Every single day. So from me, everyone in Hailstorm, from Evanescence, from the Pretty Reckless, from the Black Arts, and WMMR. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing the next chapter with us. WMMR. Saluting all the women who've rocked our world. Go kill it, ladies. So the Muppets Mayhem is set to stream on Disney Plus, and this Love is this. yeah, this is the the Mayhem band. You know the Muppets, yes. the, the, the whole crew, Doctor Teeth, Teeth, and of course Animal, possibly the greatest Muppet character ever created. <laughs> That's my personal humble opinion. And listen, it's been a long time since we have spoken to Beverly's son, and I'm really excited <laughs> yeah. to have him on this morning, Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Hello, Adam. everybody. Nice to see you. I like you. that I'm known as Beverly's son. You're Beverly's <laughs> son to us because Beverly is just near and dear in our heart. And also, uh, one of the voices that you know from the Muppets world, we've been uh, we've had him on the program many times, Mr. Bill Barrett. Yes! Hey, hey, Bill. Hi, how are you? I'm Gene's I'm brother. You're Gene. <laughs> I missed the obvious. Uh, we, we really talk to Gene a lot, and you're do. just kind of collateral damage. I know. I know. Uh, right, listen, by the way, Adam, so you're, you're co-creator of this. Both of you guys are. And, uh, Adam, what's what's been your history with the Muppets? Obviously, we know you from the Goldbergs and other projects, but what about uh, the Muppets and, and your involvement? I have a long, long history with the Muppets dating back to when I was four and got my first uh, scooter um puppet for my birthday um and then uh proceeded to graduate to getting an animal puppet which i kept um all the way through high school made a lot of home movies with my muppets um and then you know just been a lifelong fan like a true diehard fan since i was a kid and my first one of my first jobs when i was in my early 20s was I, I had the opportunity to write the Muppet Wizard of Oz. Yes, uh, which which was made. It was they. It was an ABC. They ended up airing it on ABC, and that's when I first met Bill in my early twenties um, at a Muppet table read, where all the uh, performers were there doing all the voices, and I sat in the corner, trembled like literally terrified, <laughs> and Bill was like the star. Everyone was gathered around <laughs> Bill. And and this was like, you know, Bill has no memory of me, of course, because I was like, <laughs> people probably thought I was like the, the, you know, the person that gets coffee, because that's how I was like in the corner hiding. Um, but I just, in that moment, I'm like, this is the star of the Muppets. I want to work with this guy when I know what I'm doing, when I'm an adult. And here I am now, like oh, probably 15 years later doing this show with Bill. Um, and uh, yeah, just been so really one of my earliest jobs, professional jobs. And now, now that I know what I'm doing, um, I can uh, actually do it right this time. Okay. Well, so I'm, I'm back working with Bill. It's okay. uh, your, your adoration for the Muppets has been peppered in throughout all the, even, you know, the Goldbergs and, and so much. Yeah. And you're right. It's funny to see, um, adults and when, even like with Sesame street, I think Samuel L. Jackson was just on 
and you can see the the whimsy just over almost overwhelming even the the staunchest movie badass who will go there and just be reduced to uh the the kid or whatever it just appeals to on so many levels uh but to be a part of this project and and bill you know, we talk about your, uh, you, you know, our, our friendship with your brother. He's kind of kept us, uh, our friendship with your brother has kept us apprised of this. Where where did this notion of the uh, Muppets mayhem come from? Who who instigated it first? Oh, wow. Well, it's so interesting, actually. Uh, Adam and I both at different times and our also our, our other partner, co-creator of the show, Jeff Yorks, who is a old, old friend of, of Adam's. They're friends for years. Um, they were developing an idea about the band and after we had done uh, a concert outside lands concert in san francisco the 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 actual mayhem band uh did about 25 minutes set at at this music festival that's great oh it was huge it ended up being there was literally like thirty thousand people on this lawn watching us perform to pre-recorded music by the way uh (laughs) Which which they love. People went nuts. And so I just thought, boy, wouldn't this be fun to do something just with the band? And I uh, had been working on that idea for a while. And I didn't know it at the time, but Adam and Jeff had been working together. At, and uh, the Muppet Studios brought us together. And uh, we've just been in love ever since. It's, been- <laughs> <laughs> it's like The Bachelor. It's beautiful. So, yeah. so, so go ahead, Adam. Yeah. No, I've, I've learned a valuable lesson, which is we have Zoom writer's rooms, which we're not in person. And, and uh, whenever you're creating a show, create a show with a, a voice performer because Bill just entertains us all day long. <laughs> various characters and voices, and uh, it's it's the best. It's the best. You know right what? On, I would right say- on, right on. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're going to be, Bill, you're going to be Dr. Teeth, correct? Yes, I, uh, I took over... Uh, uh, fortunately, I was uh, allowed to take over the uh, part of Dr. Teeth over Jim Henson, who originally performed him. Wow. Uh, so I've been doing him for many years now. And, um, yeah, that's the character that I'll be uh, wiggling around. So so when, when you when, when you take on a, uh, a character who is, you know, done by an icon like Jim Henson like that, and, mm-hmm. and that, that character itself is iconic, are you doing your best to, uh, to you know, do an impression of how Jim would have done it? Do you add a little bit of your own flavor to it? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I could never be Jim's Dr. Teeth, right? right. So uh, I, I, at, at best, it's, a, it's an impersonation. But then, you know, over time, you start to find your way of infusing some of yourself, I think, into that. And so the character doesn't just stay stagnant you know he grows continue to grow and um just something i learned real quick you know i I perform rolf the dog and dr teeth and so these both growly kind of characters and i was performing dr teeth one day and dave gold said to me you know jim used to grit his teeth when he did dr teeth and so i I learned that this was kind of an approach to get to the sound and the feel of dr (laughs) right i grin it that's great Uh, so it's a combo of those things yeah yeah i and I had to let the impersonation go a bit. Yeah. You know what? As as near and dear as the Muppets are to you know anybody my age and 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 younger, obviously. But uh, I, I've I'm aware of who did the voices. I try to disassociate that person from the voice because I so want this character to yeah. be real. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so, but but I mean, I was a, a big Frank Oz fan, as was so many people with with all the variety of voices that I'm he not. did. Oh, you're <laughs> not a fan of that bastard. <laughs> did he? Uh, was he the voice of Animal? I had always assumed assumed that he was. Okay. Oh yeah, he's the the creator of Animal. You know the 
he he would say to you the voice is about ten percent, but the character uh, that he created, yeah, is animal. Wow. It's it's amazing, and with the the Muppets, one of, one of the draws, and and going back to the Muppet Show, is when that show was on, the biggest stars of the time were on that show. Yep. I mean, you had Elton John and and uh, and and Buddy Rich, and you know, and all these yeah, Mark Hamill, these gigantic yeah. stars would come on this show. Is that something you guys are looking to achieve with uh, the Muppets Mayhem as well, Adam? Absolutely. If 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 you know Buddy Rich, well, uh, no, I mean, we'll. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, we th- since our show is set in the music world, we are looking at the biggest w- to get any anyone the big super music superstars. We want them all on the show. Um, and the great thing about this band and the Muppets in general is when you ask if there's availability, there's it's more likely they're going to come um, for the Muppets than for any other new show that's out there um, because you know Muppets just have. 40 years of history and everyone everyone wants to meet animals so um you know hope hopefully we'll get the big the big stars bill that's the intention bill i I was lucky enough uh you invited me to the set of uh, muppets most wanted back in 2013 and 2014 we were at pinewood studios uh outside of london and it was this is nick by the way it's nice to see you and and i'm doing great it was such a cool experience um in, in no small part because you would see the the muppets lying there lifeless before they were brought out on set, right? And so you see these actual iconic <laughs> characters and, to me, sentient living beings, but but they weren't brought to life yet. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, your perspective, Bill, about, like, when you when you see Kermit, when you see the, the what the puppet actually is, before it gets to set, do you feel the magic uh, attached to those, um, you know, the, these characters? Oh, probably when I first started. I mean, it's been 30 years, so I think, you know, uh, not that the magic has gone away, but for me, they come alive when they come alive in the set, you know, not so much sitting there on the table. Uh, but I can, I understand what you're talking about. I, I know that feeling. It's when like I a first puppet saw. morgue, right? When you see the morgue. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of like a buffet of, of characters. <laughs> Well, Pick I love that. Play around with it, you know. I love that it's fans that are that are behind the creation of this because uh, when the Muppets came back onto the scene, when like Jason Siegel did the Muppet movie back in what was that, two thousand eleven? Eleven. Uh, he was a fan, and so you you could see that like in the in the actual like the finished product and stuff. So so Adam, you and I were were contemporaries, um, and so you grew up with the Muppet Show and Fraggle Rock and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and. All of that stuff. So I would imagine that you're taking um, that love and that passion that you experienced when you were a kid. Oh, absolutely. And it's so interesting when you say you, all the writers in the in the writers' room. We forget that we're not writing for actors, like because yeah. we all we know is what we've seen mm-hmm. and what the performers can do. So we'll pitch stuff like Doctor Teeth rolls his eyes. <laughs> and it's like, you know, uh, and Bill will be like, um, well, that's a puppet. So I mean, <laughs> actually roll its eyes. But you feel like you're writing for a human um, because the performers are so good. Bill's like, um, Bill showed us all a video just how to get some Muppets walking through a door. And he was filming below, you know, where the performers were. And there was like 19 people crawling around <laughs> on top of each other just to get them to walk. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're rolling on dollies and what, you know, there's hand, people are just the hands and some of the performers and, and there's camera people and holding court wires. It's, it's really complicated. Well, there's, um, there's and, something to that analog approach that, that, and I think that's something you never want to lose because, 
Um, you know, uh, uh, Nick Murphy, who does the video work here for the show, we've talked about special effects in movies and so on and so forth. Um, you know, they, I, I like when... I don't like all digital. I like the mix of the analog, and, and, and you get something I think that's really special, especially with, with this realm. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, both, um, you know, going all the way back to the early days, uh, you know, Sesame Street and Jim Henson's vision, and, and then, you know, to The Muppet Show and so on and so forth, there's always been an SNL. There's always been this very acerbic wit to the material that transcended. It's a puppet show, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And there was there was a, a knowing, when, when did you... In in your childhood, like for you, example, Adam, start to realize they were playing a sharper comedy note than you might have been aware of as a younger child. Well, I think you know, for me, the the one of the greatest Muppet jokes of all time. Well, the, first of all, there's Muppet uh, movie when there's a fork in the road. Yeah, oh, and yeah. that's like <laughs> you know, that's that's a great joke for a, a little kid, right? Um, no, to see a giant fork in a road. Um, and then there's something we talked about in the room where I remember where um, in a great Muppet caper, there are, everyone's talking at once and Kermit's screaming for everyone to calm down and Janice start, is still talking uh, and she's talking about how she was taking nude photography for somebody. Um, and, you know, she's the last one talking still and then she realizes everyone else is talking and she stops. But I remember as a kid, I'm like, what? What is that? Like, yeah. So there are those memories of, like, jokes that went over your head and then you watch them as an adult and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I yeah. didn't get that when I was I was a little kid. Right, So, right. yeah, there's, there's that double love. And that's what we want to do with our show. And the thing with this band is they're perpetually high. I mean, that's like what what all the memes are, you know. Happy, you mean. You mean happy. Right, yeah. Happy, yeah. 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 Uh, That's like, there's like memes. There's my, one of my favorite internet memes is them, the band with Willie Nelson. And it's like, the meme is something like, it's crazy that Willie Nelson is the least baked one in this photo. <laughs> um, so, um, and even having the the pup, even having the puppets themselves have closed eyes. Like I never realized that. Yeah, you Janice's know, that, eyes are closed all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, to, uh, so so with this, can we expect the tone to be? Um, is there a little bit of uh, Spinal Tap? Is there a little bit of Almost Famous? Is there a little bit of The Last Walls? What what what's being incorporated yes. into this? I think it's all of that. Um, I'll just, I mean, I think we're trying to make ourselves laugh, which is, I think, the tradition of the Muppets is that the writers and the performers all were trying to make themselves laugh. And, you know, Jim never I really felt that he was shooting for a specific demographic. Um, he just felt it was for everyone. And we're just walking that line and making sure, you know, it's not too offensive for kids, but yet it's still fun for adults. And, we're, we're doing the same thing. You know, it's kind of like I think of also like the old Warner Brothers cartoons when oh. I was a kid. I had no idea what most of those jokes probably were until I got older. And I think that's what's great about the Muppets is you can keep watching as you get older and you get more out of it. So I think that's kind of our right, Madam. That's kind of how we're. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, hey. we're it's, Yeah. Um, so there is no release date just yet. Is there a time frame that we're looking here? Well, we're shooting in a couple weeks. Okay. I know that. <laughs> um, but I, I think we're going to assume it's going to be in the fall or winter, maybe around Christmas, hopefully. Um, are, are you so, concerned yeah, about 
the shaky nature of the Disney Corporation and whether it'll be around. <laughs> you never know. They could fold. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, as an adult, I'm going to Disney World in less than a month, and I will absolutely positively make it into the Muppet Theater. Like, as an adult, like, I, I you know, I still, to this day, yeah. I absolutely love them. Yeah, yeah us too. I mean, we want... As far as Disneyland or Disney World goes, we want more Muppets there. I mean, this is one of the one of the goals with this show is like, you know, I look at, um, you know, there's a Moon Knight show coming out on Disney Plus. Yeah. No one besides comic book fans know who New Moon Knight is, and in in a in a month, everyone's going to be talking about Moon Knight being the biggest piece of like franchise IP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney has the Muppets. Bigger than most Marvel characters, you know, Kermit, all these are iconic characters. They should be all over Disney World, Disneyland. Like, we just want to, we want, one of our goals is just to have this, you know, 24-7 Muppets. Like, there's going to be shows and movies and variety shows and live shows. It's, it's right now, it's kind of like an untapped piece of property they own, just, you know, that we feel like just should be the, the one of the bigger properties they have. Yeah. Okay. And with that, with if, if you're going to expand this much, I was I was going to uh, uh, target this towards you, Bill. As far as um, creating new characters for the Muppets, because there's only a handful. There's 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 a few, uh, and maybe sometimes you'll see something new pop up. But how hard is it to to weasel in a new a new character amongst that troop is I, I would imagine people are pitching it regularly. I have an idea for a character and then you have to go through tons of development to, to get something that's that you think is going to be uh, worthy and is going to stick. So is that, is it a lengthy and difficult process to create a Muppet? Yeah. You know, it, it just depends. I mean, there have been characters that came out of, uh, you know, being in the background and something happened. For example, Miss Piggy was a, dancing pig and and <laughs> she was in the background and she really? came out of that because the guys were playing around and the character started to grow out of that um other times it's written and so that that process is probably a little longer maybe because you're trying to find the person that fits you know or feels like they have a handle on who that is um we have some new characters uh coming up in the show and uh so that process is going to be about finding the performer, and you have no time to test them. You know, it's just right. going to find the right person, hopefully. Does sometimes the voice come first, or is it usually the character, and then you put the voice to it? Or how does that uh, process work out? Uh, again, I think it just depends on the performer. You okay. know, there's there's characters that uh, I've done or, or created that um, started with a real person. And so... I kind of knew who, you know, what the personality was like and then tried to figure out, well, what does that person maybe sound like? And then what is the character? What is the design? For example, Pepe was my wife's aunt. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, so I took her personality and applied this voice to her, to (laughs) to this character. And then we decided later that it would be a a King Prawn. And so it just grew out of stages. Okay. uh, you know, it just depends. Because any anybody who's had kids, if they have toys and you, you it's playtime with your kids, you gotta you gotta put on a voice. <laughs> <somebody else. laughs> and then all of a sudden you start yeah. doing it, and you're like either, wait, I can't do this for very long. This actually hurts my throat. Yeah. <laughs> this is tiring. Or, and that doesn't that sounds like a, a, a porn producer. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that any longer. So uh, you, you gotta play, I guess, right? 
Well, that's funny. Yeah, I think um, I, well, that's probably the most natural approach is that you're trying to change your voice, right? That's the quickest thing you can change about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Is probably your voice. Um, but then it, it really becomes about how do I delineate or differentiate between this character and that? Like I said, Ralph the dog and Dr. Teeth could sound very similar. Right. But, but, but by the nature of the character, Ralph's a little more whimsy and he's light and floppy. And then Dr. Teeth is more gritty and cool. Yeah. yeah. So you try to find the personality and infuse the voice that way, I think. But I really do and- love this approach because the Muppets for for all of the, you know their um their run have been an ensemble right it's been all or nothing it's it, they've always been the avengers right but you know taking this this um this one group of of muppets and just sort of putting the microscope on them is is awesome yep. and you can do that like you know because you would you uh you know mentioned like this this you know the Disney and, and the whole Marvel universe. Right. Like you can take these Avengers and you have these standalones. I'm looking at like uh, Statler and Waldorf. You know the two old guys that are in the balcony. Those guys have a backstory, right? There is a reason oh, yeah. why you know. And so there, there literally could be a whole other um, side story of of what their lives are like. And Gonzo and his chickens. And and it's so. Um, <laughs> I, I just um, just sort of dawning on me right now this approach to the, the Muppets franchise, Adam, that you were just talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can do, I mean, Pigs in Space. I, I keep pitching a, a Bunsen and Beaker show. I mean, Rats in New York. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, it's, the, the, the greatest thing is there's so many great characters to pull from. Um, and that's really rare that you have this deep bench. Now, for us, for this show, we really are focusing on the band. And um, that's been so cool because you don't know anything about some of these characters, where they're from, how they met. Like, just to dig in there, it's been really cool creatively. Um, and working with the performers who've been doing these characters for years, you know, just just uh, making them more three-dimensional, you know, more just like just adding in all these elements you never knew about them. It's just really fun to take these iconic characters and flesh them out like that. I'm wondering, Adam, because of the uh, iconic nature and, uh, you know, anytime someone takes a dive into um, expanding universe or building upon it or creating new material... Um, you have hardcore fans. Think about like Star Wars fans have done to George Lucas and and right. things in the past. Uh, you know, d- d- I I can't imagine you have very vitriolic Muppet um, fans. But are, are they are they for the most part accepting? Or have you had anybody irate? No, there's, there's vitriolic fans of of everything. <laughs> of Sports, yeah. You know, Star Wars, Marvel, and Muppets. So you know, hopefully. I think what my thing is like giving people um, what they want, like, you know, not changing it too much, having it feel familiar, the thing they fell in love with, but then adding new elements on top of it that you go, oh, I never realized that. I think Cobra Kai is the show that does it best. Yeah, Um, It's just taking something you love, giving it to you again, but also building upon it in ways that kind of blows your mind. So that's kind of, that's my approach when you're doing something like this. And I think, when you have Bill, who's been doing it for so long, I mean, Bill met, Bill worked at, at um, Sesame Place. Like, there's a, there's a world where <laughs> Bill helped me out of a ball pit. 
He's trying to say I'm older than him. Uh, Bill has been doing this for so long. At the end of the day, we have someone who, and Bill and Dave particularly, have been doing this for so long. They are, you know, they, they know what the other performers like. They know the tone. So we, we really are well covered with this show. Adam, were Bill's first words to you, where is your mommy? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, no, I mean, uh, there's, uh, I love Bill. When Bill was at Sesame Place, there, there. I mean, it was the age where I would have been going, and I said, "I'm the one that pooped in the ball." <laughs> <laughs> Bill, did you have to? Did you have to perform in that parade they would have every day at uh, Sesame Place? No, no, I, I was too busy sweeping up cigarette butts and cleaning toilets. <laughs> By the way, Adam, my it's only so memory, magical. My only yeah. memory of Sesame Place is that ball pit. If I, yes. my memory serves me correctly, it was green, green balls. Uh, yep. Only, and uh, I right. got. I remember getting out of, like, coming out of the ball pit and not being able to find my family. <laughs> they they had all left. They every single one had <laughs> left the ball pit. Casey, at that point. Casey couldn't discern the the ruse that the family was trying to execute. And this guy Bill reached out his hand and and he pulled me out of the <laughs> ball pit. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Uh, Sesame Place, it's, I, I probably wouldn't be a part of all this if I hadn't worked there because that's where I met uh, Brian Ensign. He worked there in the summer as well. That's why we first met and became friends, and years years later we connected again and did other things. And had you gotten a job just about a quarter mile further down the road, you could be working at Today's Man. So, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, or Mister Dunderbox at the Oxford Valley Mall. <laughs> and Adam, I wanted to thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to us today because I know that you're on spring break right now, so taking oh, time out of, of your vacation. Of course, anytime. I um, I actually. Um, I have the a, a original Garbage Pail Kids painting, a rough, color rough of 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 your show of Preston and Steve. So I um, uh-huh. I don't know if you guys have that at all. Yeah, we, um, we have but, that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I have the um, I have they make you have the final painting. I have the rough. So I'm big fans. Anytime. Oh, that's awesome. Anytime. We appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. This and what you what you guys are involved with right now very exciting. Um, you know we're, we we. When, when you get the information on the actual premiere, uh, let us know because, I mean, you know, who who doesn't love the, the material in the oh, Muppets for crying out? And, and I'm curious, a guy that, that we know that we've met before, Kirk Thatcher, is, uh, he's involved with Muppets. Is he involved in this as well? No, Kirk just did the Muppet um, Haunted Mansion with Bill. Okay. So Kirk is coming off directing that and won a producer's, what, what did you guys win? A producer's PGA, yeah, we won a PGA. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, yeah. And Kirk, golf, but it was producer. Kirk, <laughs> Kirk directed the Muppet Wizard of Oz. So I've worked with Kirk. He's amazing. Nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we have a tiny little group on this one. And, um, and uh, I think... Kirk is, I can only assume, going to do another Muppet movie at some point. I would think so. Well, the, the Halloween, uh, the, the Haunted uh, Mansion, the, uh, oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's, that's going to be a perennial. That, yep. that, that was a blast. Yep. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. All right. Well, when, when, you get it, when you get a date, when you know that exactly when this is hitting, please let us know because we are more than happy to help spread the word. We're such big fans, and, and uh, we appreciate you guys' time. Thank, Thank you. you. Can All I right. say two quick things? Please yes. do, Bill. Yep. I have to say hello to my brother, otherwise he won't talk to me. Right. <laughs> hey, Gene. And then happy Piano Day. I don't know if you're aware oh, of this no. musical, but it is Piano Day. And uh, look out for Ralph the Dog. He has a, a little video that will be coming out probably later this morning. Oh, oh nice. 
All right. Wonderful. We will certainly look out for that. All right, guys, thank you. Uh, And again, it is uh, the Muppets Mayhem. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. We'll get you the dates as soon as we find out. Thank you, Adam Goldberg and Bill Burrell. You guys are the best. We appreciate it. I love it, man. (laughs) Excited for it. It's time to play the music. Oh, my God. It's time to light the light. So I remember the only, uh, I remember obviously Dr. Teeth and, yeah. and Animal, and I remember Janice was the bass player. You got Zoot is the blue one. He's the one who plays the, um, the, sax. the saxophone. And then he looks in it at yeah. the end after blowing that last note on this song, right? Yes. Yep. I always assumed Dr. Teeth was a riff on Dr. John. And yeah. then Floyd, is that the other guy? Yes, you know his full name? No. Sergeant Floyd Pepper. Pepper, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so that's cool, man. Well, yeah, when that comes out, we will uh, we'll definitely let you know when that's going to be happening. I remember when they, st- for a brief period, they were selling, like, Kermit puppet dolls that right. were fairly, like, were accurate. And even then, you'd look at it and be like, wow. Yeah. There's some sort of... Yeah. Some sort of electricity off those things. I had uh, I had a Cookie Monster when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, and it had a it had like a hole in the back of the uh, of the throat. Oh, of course, no. I would stick my no. <laughs> I would uh, I would you have, like that? I would have meat cookies. <laughs> yeah, and, different you know, kind of monster. And he would disappear. Yeah, it's better than a cookie. Yeah, instead you of like a this double better hole. than a cookie, yeah. bitch. That's terrible. <laughs> Uh-huh. Preston, I just thought it was. Uh-huh. Preston is concerning me. <laughs> he uses his little thingy to, I don't know, it's revolting. My favorite by far was uh, was Grover from Sesame Street. He, yeah. was, he was my dude. He was the one that I, that I liked the most. And by the way, I mentioned to Bill, I mentioned Frank Oz. Does he legitimately not like Frank Oz when he said that, or was he joking? Oh, I was joking. Him? Oh, yes, he so. was kidding. Yeah, I okay. thought you meant Bill Weston, because I thought yeah. I could see Bill Weston. I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much fun for Probably children. Was, <laughs> yeah. Little rugrats drive me crazy. Because uh, Frank Oz, I loved all of his characters. I, lo- I loved uh, Grover and Miss Piggy. Uh, who else did he voice? Animal was another one, obviously. Ernie and Bernie. Uh, yeah, no, he was. He was Bernie Ernie. He, or wait, no, no, he was. I'm sorry, he was Bert, and then Ernie was uh, right. was Jim Hansen. You ever hear uh, Miss Piggy back to back with um, Yoda? They're really similar. Oh yeah, they're yeah almost identical. I, I will tell cool. you something that might be sacrilege, but after a while, the the constant focus on Kermit and Miss Piggy. I got bored of. You I'm like, I, there, there's you got 4,400 other Muppets. Can we hear about them? Okay, I got sick of moi. That might be true, and I, and I respect that, Steve. However, at their wedding in Muppets Take Manhattan, <laughs> I get a little misty eyed. Yes, I, I, no, that's a beautiful ceremony. I you didn't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Just a little too much because I liked all the other characters too, and I wanted to see them. <laughs> all right. Well, do we have a couple of minutes to? Yes, sir. Uh, to play with Star here. Star Square Dance. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's time. Everybody, your partner. Right. Bad right. your corner. Bad your corner. And uh, God, Square Dancing. <laughs> you know, we should really do that. We sometime. should. We should, we should do it. We should get a. We should get a Square Dance How caller. About a- caller in here. I never did that, by the way. Do it. You never. Did no, it. no. That was a perennial for your guy. You guys oh, in uh, gym yeah. class. Gym class. Oh yeah. yeah, without question. I nope. used to Alamance. Pre- like Son of a bitch. <laughs> let's get, let's do it at a uh, sorority mixer. Oh, a sorority man. Oh. Not a mom. Yes. But uh, no, I think a sorority would be mm-hmm. sorority I, party. Yeah. Well, either one would work. I think yeah. a mixer or a sorority would, would be good because you'd Alaman and uh, Promenade. Oh, yeah. And, 
promenade that pretty little lady. Mm-hmm. Promenade her home. Do they still exist even, oh. like the square dance callers? Oh, I yeah. mean, prior to COVID, yeah there, yeah, there are a few places that'll do it. Um, like, you know, they'll have a night where people yeah. can come out. Marissa? Yes. Our friends down the hallway have a weekly appearance of Prospectors in, uh, is that Mount Laurel, New Jersey? That's just where it is. Oh, you guys room. don't know don't Prospectors. Know. Oh, my yeah. God. It is a country bar. Come they, on down. They have, like, a bar and restaurant, and then they have a separate back room that It's probably for bigger. line dancing and not square dancing. Yeah. yeah. Is that different? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I went to a country bar one time. That's actually pretty. Uh, Did you? Have you yeah, ever been to Gilly's? my story. I went to a country <laughs> bar. Okay, so we used to go to a country <laughs> bar. Um, I got out and did a line dancing. I'm like, okay, I did it. We can leave now. The hell was the name of it? The, it's it's right next to the King, Handlers? Of, the King of Prussian Mall. No, but dude, <laughs> yes. Steve. Yeah, what was that called? Oh, freak. Oh, yeah. Here's the Ooh, deal. Sister On, Bangers. No. no, no, no. Spittoons? Cousin Bangers. Spittoons, I think. It's, no, it was like Texas. Long, long, long. No, no. Give me a second, though. You danced with them when they came in the studio. No, no, right? no, 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 no. Oh, this no. is when I was in college. Because oh. in college, yeah, yeah. on Friday nights. You're it, thinking of the Buckle Bunnies. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And that was at the Xfinity Live. Yeah, PBR. Friday nights from 5 to 7. It was five dollars to get in. Yes, all you could eat. Ten dollars to get out. All you could drink <laughs> for five dollars. It's like a Plaza Azteca now. Like right, we can't beat that. No, it's across. The, I know exactly what we're talking about. We went there too. My friend, my my girlfriends would go line dancing at this place, and we would just go and get the cheap beers. It was almost free beers. Yeah, five dollars all you could eat, all you could drink, and then the, the food was, was actually pretty decent. Man, what the hell was the name of it? Dude, I mean, we put them out of business. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching the Buckle Bunnies video here, Casey, and you joining in the, at the, towards the end of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called KP Corral. Yeah. That's KP what it was called. KP Corral. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. And, and so, where was this? This All right. So it, it's the old, like, Fox and Hound. I don't remember yeah. what, oh, it, yeah, what yeah. it's called now, but yeah. that building was the KP Corral. And you really? walked in, and, and downstairs was the line dancing. You walked down, five bucks. It was like the Dick Clark's restaurant for a stretch, yes. too. Yeah. Yep. It was. And yeah. it was like, I mean, Gin and tonics, rum and coke. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was well, well drinks for five bucks. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Oh, all night. All night. You paid five dollars. Oh, dude, that is a recipe oh, to just because it was. Oh my yeah. god, be as sloppy as you can possibly. Well, wh- why would they be? even institute such a thing? I guess maybe they thought, all right, we'll get them in here and then yeah. they'll stay, and but... we'll lose all our inventory cheaply. Well, they well, lost a lot of inventory. Get, like they had one in Westchester at uh, what used to be Alibis Fifteen North, um, yeah. that place, and it was early. So if you got there at a certain right. time, it was only five bucks, and then it was, I think it was twenty five cent. Yeah, it was twenty five cent well drinks, and then fifty cent beers at nine o'clock. So from seven to nine. Yeah, that's just to get you there. Right. Right. And, and then, then after that, they all... go back to regular price. Yeah. Everybody's going to stay. Stays everybody's going to hang out. But night. they don't. Yep. <laughs> no, no, they were, I, I know oh, what you're yeah. talking about. No, no, no. Yep. We stayed I oh, mean, as you? long as you could stand, and then you had to go home. I'm going to go to Jay. Hi, Jay. Good morning. It's KP Corral. Yep. <laughs> Did you used to go there, Jay? Loved it. Yeah? I loved the girl that went there. I really wasn't a good line dancer. But <laughs> I went there for her. Do yeah. you remember? Do you remember you the do a lot five bucks? Five bucks, all you could eat and drink. Yep, right on. Wow. How did they make? Well, they didn't. They went out of business. Yeah, dude, I watched my buddy. Oh, thanks, Jay. I don't want to. I don't want to say which business it was. And maybe they've got out of business, but. The egg roll, there was like anything that could be turned into an egg roll, and we go and make appearances at this place. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember if it's on Delaware Avenue. But it was strip club? No. Oh, okay. Oh, was it was it Maui? Philly Rock? Oh, well, Maui. Yeah, Maui had that like ten cent drink yeah, right. thing. That place is until, gross. Until and it was disgusting. <laughs> I know. Uh, and and I was there every Saturday night uh-huh. for years. Uh, but yeah, until like 
10 o'clock or whatever. Right, yeah. And you would see, you could tell when it was coming to the end because there would be a <laughs> mob around the bar. Yeah, and you'd be mm-hmm. carrying out you'd be carrying as many cups as you possibly uh-huh. could. And everybody, I'm like, what's going on there? And like the second it was over, it just cleared. Yeah. And that's when I would go I'll over take and 14 get 14 Soko and Lime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That'll be $3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I remember my, my buddy, he, uh, I've never seen control like this in my life. Uh, he was, about to throw up, and uh, he had a small little uh, oh, gin and no. tonic glass, <laughs> and I just see in his face, and he goes, "Listen, you know how hard it is to stop peeing once you start. Sure, yeah. Try stop puking. Right, right, yeah. Once you go, he vomited into the glass, filled it to the very top, and then he looks at me like I'm not done yet, and then I handed him my glass, oh, and he was no. like. And then barfed oh into God. that glass. Was he putting lids on them? No, no, but he then ended up like putting them He's on. to go? He put them on the bar beneath his, his feet. I've never seen control like that. That, God. I mean, is a. Uh, Think of the person that's got to clean up at a freight, like a bar like that. I know. Uh, you, I know. They deserve battle pay. Yeah. I think there's a place in Westchester, I'm trying to find it, that does line dancing there still. Was, there was one in Quakertown. Well, we don't want to do line dancing. Okay. We're going to do square dancing. Square like dancing is dancing. more. Line dancing is, is probably the more. That's more footloose territory, where square dance is more. Well, square dance, you have to. You're just listening for what to do next. Right. Yeah. The line square dancing... dancing is stupid easy. Line dancing, <laughs> oh, see, I would, no. line dancing is easy, but there is a little bit more to it than square dancing. But I would, thing. I would think line dancing would be. I haven't done either. I would think line dancing would be done uh, would be easier because it's it's a routine. It's the same thing. You're learning it once you got it. I know. You got well, square, it. you, you have to learn so. the various the, commands. But the square dancing moves are even are easier. easier. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But got Kathy, it. I think we should invent. This is it. We should invent rock and roll line dancing because it's only yeah. like country music run, line dancing right? yeah 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 uh, break it lounge is the place in westchester that does the um line dance they okay don't, i don't know if they do square dancing sorry <laughs> there was one in quakertown called uh, montana west that we had a, oh, few, yeah, I remember yeah, that. a few events there over the years and they had a, a bull you could ride and uh i they, i know they had line dancing i don't know if they ever had square dancing though hey i'm gonna go to uh mc on the phone say mc good morning hey good morning hi it says here you worked at kp corral well, I worked I worked there um, when it was popcorns, and then I think in like 1989, 1990, yeah. they turned it they turned it over to a country okay. uh, place. Country popcorn. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, what was popcorns? Um, it was like a nightclub back in the 80s, you know, where they played dance music. I was a cocktail. Oh, it sounds there. totally like a place. I we had a place called Confetti. Oh, so yeah. there you go, popcorn, confetti. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what ours was, was called. It was owned by um, Flanagan's. Like, there used to be a Flanagan's down on South okay. Street. I think it was Second and South. Total uh, meat so market, by- right? Oh, my God, total meat market. Yeah. I got groped every single night. All right. yeah. Yeah. Ah, the good old days. Oh, you can grope for $5. <laughs> and a lot of them were 18 to get in, 21 to drink. Oh, my God. Yeah, we did that on Sundays. We, well, well we, we did teen night on Sundays yeah. where we had to, like, put... Wood up over all the bar area, yeah. the wells and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's but funny. Do you remember? Do you happen to remember how long KP Corral lasted? That it was able to stay in business. They lasted a couple of years because it became blind dancing and country music became really big at that time. I remember. But they didn't. We didn't think that it was going to last. So when they did the redecorating mm-hmm. um, to to make it country, they just put plywood up all of over all the other like dance. Um, type decoration. Plywood looks like, beautiful. <laughs> oh, it, it was great. It was, <laughs> it was great. They renamed it Finger Bangers, Bryce. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you get finger blasted in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, MC. Appreciate yeah. it. That's great. Yeah, I remember it was that, that early 90s 
Yeah. The, the line dancing craze hit and the bars started opening up. And that's that's when I went. I went to one and we we tried, they tried teaching me some line dances. How long? What, what were the years for pulsations? Uh, 80s, 80s, late, you know, yeah. mid, mid to late 80s. I yeah. remember going to their, um, God, I, I, I had to have been in like sixth or seventh grade. And so 88, 89. That had, yeah, that was that probably, era. Yeah. And they had like a youth night, Steve. So you could go and obviously <laughs> youth night. anybody could attend. Yeah. Feel, feel like you were an adult. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa. All right. I do some research. I found the Delaware Valley Federation of Square and Round Dancers. Round dancing. Oh. I don't know what round dancing. That, is. Well, that round well, they dancing. what they do is they they even off the edges. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so right. they have monthly meetups. Uh, places like the Brooklawn Community Center, uh, Christ Church in Ridley Park, Emmaus Fire Company. Um, all, all over right. the place. It's so Apostle can, Square uh, dancing. Yeah, maybe we can. Well, down, down the road, we'll we'll find an event where it makes sense, and and we'll do we'll do a square dance session. And like the whole night doesn't have to be square no, dancing. No, be we feature a featured part of dirty whatever, dancing, whatever our evening is. All right, round dance. Here we go. Modern social round dance. A round dancing or round dancing is a choreographed and cued ballroom dance that progresses in a circular counterclockwise pattern around a dance floor. Well, this sounds like they would do it in Louis XIV's right. court or something right. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two major categories of ballroom dances found in round dancing are the smooth and international ballroom styles and the Latin dances as well. And the Foxy Tron. I think of, like, I was I watching The Man in the Iron Mask. The yeah, other day, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would stand there and just, like, put one hand up <laughs> in front of each other and just essentially twirl around in a circle, and that's their dan- their version of dancing. I always think of the dance scene in Top Secret, Preston, where they're doing the, uh, they're doing the ballroom dance, but they're doing all these things like... Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, it, it is kind of fun. The whole purpose of the square dancing in gym class, believe it or not, was to teach you your left from your right. Oh my god, really? Yeah. That, oh, so okay. they, that was uh, that's what the whole thing was. So, we know, did it in high school. So oh, yeah, I think yeah. We knew our left, and, or maybe it, they it thought was, very little of us at that point. <laughs> it was elementary school for me. <laughs> well, anyhow, well, I was going to talk about some other stuff, but I'm actually glad we talked about yes. square dancing for just a moment. <laughs> Because it gave us an idea of something to do down the road now that we're going to gather more often yeah. and get together and do things, which is really, really cool. Um, and We should get that woman from the concert or the Eagles concert want to do. Yeah, yeah she right? could be our instructor. Yeah. God, no. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, let's take a break and come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories are coming up when we return. Don't forget, uh, I'm in March Madness uh, gets back in, in session again today. Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City kicks off at noon with Pierre. We'll get the details with him when he pops in. We'll be right back. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Judah Kim. Judah Kim, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Jersey Mike's Day of Giving. It is your time to shine for participants of the Special Olympics USA Games. You can grab a sub tomorrow, and all of those sales are going to be donated to the games. Jersey Mike's be a sub buff. We'll do some more giveaways in just a little while. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you some stories. We'll start with this, man. A jury awarded $8 million 
last week to a man who was served a chemical cleaning compound <laughs> instead of a beer at a bar and casino. It was Henderson's Bar and Casino. 38-year-old special education teacher Lon Enright ingested a sample of honey blonde ale that contained a dangerous chemical cleaning solution while watching a football game. The sample of beer contained potassium hydroxide and nonylphenol pyethylene glyco ether. So this is this uh-huh. big long thing here, pyethylene glyco ether. Uh, which are chemicals used in cleaning systems for bar taps and tanks and lines. Yeah. After drinking the sample, according to the uh, news release, uh, Dr. Enright experienced a sudden and intense burning in his mouth on his tongue and down his esophagus into his stomach. He soon began convulsing, hyperventilating, and violently vomiting before fire department arrived on the scene. Enright suffered a permanent nerve and tissue damage to his mouth, tongue, and gastrointestinal system. What a nightmare. Me- medical treatment, according to his lawyers, will not cure Enright's injuries. There's no potential for improvement. It will only get worse over time. The trial ended with jurors taking two hours to award Enright $3 million in past damages and $5 million in future damages. That seems a little low. It does con- seem considering low. some of the ones we've seen before, some of the cases well, we've seen before. Yeah, the lap burn from the coffee was like $8 million at McDonald's. Remember that? The chemicals contained in the cleaning compound were meant to liquefy and adhere to organic material. And that's what it did to his insides. Mm. <clears throat> He'll have lifelong internal damage, lifelong burning sensation in his tongue, Loss of taste, ulcers in the esophagus, and permanent damage to bodily tissue. Wow. Jesus. Messed up. It's, it's horrific, especially since it's supposed to attach to organic material. Exactly. All right, this is out of Denver. A 71-year-old man has been released from jail after being arrested for using a permanent marker on a basketball court at a rec center to identify the boundaries used for pickleball. Okay. Arslan Gooney. I guess it's Arslan Gooney. Or maybe it's Gunny. G-U-N-E-Y. It's been, both are bad. Arslan Gooney <laughs> turned himself into jail on Thursday morning. He is facing a felony charge of criminal mischief for causing $10,000 in damages to the pickleball court at the rec center. Mr. Gooney, why did you do that? Ar- okay. Arslan was uh, released from jail Thursday on a personal recognizance bond, which means he didn't have to pay a bond because he agreed to return to court. Uh, Gooney has been suspended from all Denver rec centers. He could face one to three years in jail. Wow. Uh, Yeah, and he was apparently... The markings were for pickleball, right? He was very uh, resourceful, so I don't know what's going to happen to Gooney. You, Gooney! I feel kind of bad for the guy. (laughs) Especially since he's living life as Arslan Gooney. Mm -hmm. Uh, in Ireland, a father of two threatened to kill his sons as he thought that ghosts had gotten into them after he took three magic mushrooms to relax, uh, but instead uh, suffered a drug-induced hellish nightmare, Court heard. I got some bad news for you, boy. Since you're demons, now I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> the 38-year-old father was in tears and holding one of his sons when the police arrived at the family home. The judge, David McHugh, ordered the man to enter into a peace bond for one year. Police went to a house in West Dublin after neighbors reported hearing the defendant threaten to kill his two sons. Uh, the officer said the defendant had con- uh, consumed three truffles and thought the devil was inside his sons, who were aged two and four years at the time. Guys, can you shut off the Xbox after murder you now because you're devils? He said this appeared to be a once-off incident <laughs> and the children had not suffered any lasting effects. 
the defense solicitor, Patrick McGarry, uh, said that he was trying to relax at home. And after a hard day's work, he was drinking wine, had taken three truffles, which were similar to magic mushrooms. Wow. He believed the truffles would relax him, but he took too many and suffered a drug-induced hellish nightmare. The solicitor said a quick Google of the substance showed that truffles could cause temporary altered states of consciousness where a person's perception of reality changes. So anyone who's ever taken mushrooms, I, I always thought, you you got to watch how much you take, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he, 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 that seemed to be a a knowing uh, overdose. I I don't know, no, no, not sure. And sometimes you don't know what strength you're getting. I didn't against, know how so. much I was taking. Uh, he got it new to his head that a ghost had gotten into his four year old son, and that's when the shouting began. So did a ghost just get into you? He was uh, he was uh, arrested, and uh, they're keeping an eye on him. I think that bit traumatized the kids, but you say no, they're, they're okay. How about this? Jurors convicted a California man for orchestrating a murder plot against a doctor who treated his wife. Roberto Elmo Lee, 83 years old, was found guilty on Thursday of first-degree murder. Prosecutors said that he had 67-year-old podiatrist Dr. Thomas Schock killed in August of 2018. Co-defendant Mallory Stewart has pleaded guilty as the shooter to first-degree murder. Uh, Christopher Costello and getaway driver Raymond Jacquette IV I have also been convicted for their respective roles in the killing. So a bunch of people were involved in this. Mallory. Authorities said that they found a single page from a California medical board document near Shock's body at his home. The document, which featured Costello's fingerprint, uh, concerned Robert's uh, concern. Oh, the, the document concerned Robert's wife, Bonnie Lee, identified by her initials, going to Shock as a patient for an ingrown toenail in 2014. She ended up losing part of her foot and what? died from an infection in wow. 2016. Authorities said that it was unclear if Shock's treatment had anything to do with Bonnie's death, but a friend of Robert's said Robert blamed Shock. Was it Shock? It yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a search of the Lee home, authorities said that they discovered the other pages of the medical board document. So this guy thought the doctor had something to do with his wife's death. So Shock? Yeah. Him, so he had him. He had him killed. Wow. That's insane. He got like three or four people on board to help out with it for too, this, and had them murdered. Yeah, it's amazing how easily people can be convinced to do evil things. Yep. All right, and that is the one <laughs> that we will wrap up with. Here's what I'd like to do as we are taking a break. I want to give my away my last twenty five dollar gift card do to it. Jersey Mike's, and we'll take caller number. 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Month of Giving is on at Jersey Mike's. And you can help them with Team USA Special Olympics. So tomorrow, 100% of the sales will be denoted, donated to these athletes. And you can denote. <laughs> <laughs> now on the Jersey Mike's app or in stores. I just denoted. I just and denoted. I've never felt better. 215-263-WMMR. You know what I like about Jersey Mike's? Call 16. These, these little boxes with the, uh, you got your, your, your sandwich and your chips. That's what they brought us. Yeah, the yeah. lunchbox. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So yeah. let's get you on board and set you up with that. We'll come back. And don't forget, Tuesday today, chance for you to win a President Steve tattoo, courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. Text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today is Tuesday. We'll get our second letter for the word of the week prize coming up at the end of our program. <clears throat> and you could be right down center for Monster Jam. Ooh, and in the pit, too. So that's what that is. We'll get to that, Arrow uh, Bear, our biggest Monster Truck fan here in the entire company. <laughs> So we'll do that in a little while. Uh, in the meantime, we have something else to give. What am I reading, Nick? You, you uh, just a nice, text. Uh, nice text from somebody who enjoyed that that song. OMG, y'all! Thank you for making me rock out at my boring ass job. <laughs> That's what MMR is for. Yeah. We, that, That's what we do. Mission one. Yep, absolutely. So we're we're happy to supply that entertainment, my friend. Lesson question for today: We have a pair of tickets to see Tom Segura. He's going to be in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, and that is going to be on uh, let's see, August twenty seventh. And let me see here. Wow. Okay, because of yesterday's weather, Don Henley was inspired to sing a new title for an old song last night. <laughs> it wasn't "Boys of Summer." It was what two one five two six three WMMR. And don't say boys of winter. You had to have been <laughs> yeah. listening. It's not that, all right? Nah. Because of yesterday's weather, Don Henley was inspired to sing a new title for an old song, Boys of Summer. What was it called? 215-263-WMMR. Do you know? Give us a call if you do. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full service program. And get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, rapper Lil Zahn leaving the hospital after checking himself in for exhaustion and depression. Apparently, Zahn was dealing with an existential crisis over why he doesn't have an apostrophe in his Lil. <laughs> Travis Scott performing on stage for the first time since the Astroworld tragedy uh, back in November. Scott proudly wrote the number one on an ocean... OSHA sign reading, number of Travis Scott concerts since people were crushed to death. Oh, man. <gasps> and finally, Nick Lachey cursing and charging at a woman he accused of photographing him all afternoon long as he dined at an alfresco Beverly Hills restaurant. Lachey called the woman a blood-sucking gossip whore, at which point she told him she was a surveyor. Metro <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> Yep, we'll look for this answer uh, because of yesterday's weather. Don Henley was inspired to write a new song for an old song last night. And what was it called? It is Joe that we're going to go to. Hey there, Joe. Hey, it's the Boys of Squalor. Yes. Boys of Squalor because we had those winter squalls yesterday. Joe got it right, and that means he gets some tickets to see Tom Segura. Saturday, August 27th, that'll be at the Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City. And tickets are on sale now. HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com for the complete details. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. 
right, just two things for you this morning. Uh, Perry Farrell took to Instagram to post a video saluting uh, Taylor Hawkins. And uh, I know we have a clip of it. Do we have the whole thing, or is it a clip? It's a, I believe it might be the whole thing, Preston. I'm not quite sure, but it's him reading this uh, text. Okay. It's about 14 oh. seconds. Long. All right, so let me let me read this to you. This was a video that he made, and um, uh, he had said, uh, Taylor Hawkins died yesterday. He said, he was my best friend. Yeah. I did not I know, didn't that know that they were that close. He said, beloved in my home, by my wife, my children, even my dogs. Whenever Taylor came over, we would make music in the den. Uh, my dog, Cloud, would always go and sit right by him. He was one of the most passionate drummers I've ever seen in my lifetime. When I think of him, I sum it up with one word, velocity. He had the gift to maintain a confident, striking, and stroking velocity on drums. He went on to say, there's a large part of my heart that I had reserved for him. I accepted him into my heart when we became friends because he was such a pure guy, so pure of heart. I would receive texts from Taylor, and they were always bits and pieces of songs that he was writing or looking to write or wanted me to listen to. I got music tidbits as often as I got I love yous. We would always start with a with a song mm-hmm. like, uh, do you listen to Yes? And the guy sounds like you. And I say, yeah, 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 I like Yes. And he was just obsessed with music and great songs. My passion for music, that's what our common ground was. Our friendship was based around that. And then we got to know each other. He said he would uh, tell me stories of going to Jane's shows back in the 80s, shows that were pretty underground. So although I didn't make his acquaintance back then, we shared a history. It's almost like the rites of passage. Uh, We were young men, and we were trying to be great musicians. Little did he know that this one fatal night, he would cement himself in the legends of music for all time, and that's what I think he deserves. Uh, He ended by saying, the only sense that I can make of the tragedy is to know that uh, Taylor's now in heaven. He can hear us. What I'm going to do from this day forward is try to make music that I think Taylor would really love. And so he has a clip of a, uh, a message he left him. Yeah, it was a, uh, there was a, reading yeah, text a, a voice to text. Okay. So And he reads the transcript of that text. Okay. Take care of each other. And I'll take care of me. And I will see you guys in Sao Paulo. I love, 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 love you guys. Sleep tight. So that was, uh, I guess maybe that was their last, uh, last communication. Their last yeah. So they were really, really close. And I didn't know, you know, he considered him a best friend or his best yeah. friend. So it's terrible. And more stories coming out of what an effect he had on people. And it's just sad that he's gone too soon. And then the final thing I have in music news, so it was a quick one. Uh, Roxy Music will reunite for a 13-date fall tour, taking in 10 North American stops. They're coming to Philadelphia. Roxy Music. Pretty cool. Always likes Roxy Music. Yeah. They were one of my top bands, but the songs I like, I really like. Yes, absolutely. Brian Ferry is such a passionate singer. So he and the lineup uh, rounded out by Andy McKay. Is somebody eating something? No, nah, I'm playing Love is the Drug. Oh, okay. This is the beginning. <laughs> Starts off with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone eating. It's a, a deer eating a pretzel. Um, and uh, Phil Manzanera and Paul Thompson. It really, it could have been me very easily yeah, yes. in the background. So it's a fair question. And so they're going to be playing uh, the Wells Fargo Center on... <laughs> Love is the Drug in parentheses, Nick Banana. <laughs> Is that Roxy Music? <laughs> well, turn it up. Uh, so do you think he'll do Avalon? They're going to be playing uh, September 15th 
at the Wells Fargo Center. I don't have uh, ticket on sale information in this particular. That'd be cool. Uh, April 4, 10 a.m. Okay, all right. That's when you'll be able to get the tickets. Yes, sir. Excellent. All right. Brian Ferry always had this kind of way about him. Yes, very I'm much. Brian so. Ferry. Yeah. I'm going to Monster Jam. <laughs> okay, hang on a second. Um, is this the doo doo sings? Once upon a time. No. That, that is that what the song is? No, 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 no. no. You're thinking of wildest dreams. Yeah. No, that was uh, Moody Michael Blue. Mechanics. That's Moody Blue. Oh, okay. like, that's right. Yeah. It sounds the same. Like Justin Hayward. Yeah. A little bit. I, it, it, it's got. It's of that time, so the production okay. is, is similar to it. Such a beautiful song. It's about him seeing his first monster truck pull. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's at that point you say there's nothing, uh, nothing more than could this. could there be more than this? Yes. Nope. I don't think so. Huh? <laughs> they hook up the tra- chains to lumber. Pull it across the mud. Yeah. A big sled. Big sled, if you will. Yeah. Made of mighty oak. Yeah. (laughs) Who knew? Roxy Music. And that song inspired (laughs) by a monster truck. Those great lilting ballads of the 80s were actually inspired very much by Monster Truck Show. Listen, so uh, monster truck shows and tractor pulls are two completely different things. Yes, I know. When I lived out in the boonies or, or oh. when my band played out in the boonies, we went to a couple of tractor pulls. The stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> just, you know what? Just like, like so anticlimactic. There's just dumb all the way around. And yet, bizarrely, when they cover it on TV sometimes. Oh, like, yes. They're huge fans. You, you know, I'll tell you this. What's the one person where they're, where they're in the, like, the mud bogs? Yep. I know what you're talking about, Steve. And they I'm have like, these vehicles like with riveted. really big yes. tires. Yeah. And they go as far as they can into the water or all the way across. I know. It's amazing. I used to see that run on t- TV, yeah. too, and I'm like, okay. this is stupid as well. Yeah. You thought that was amazing? Yeah. It's so, it's so it, you're basically, you've taken making mud pies as a kid uh-huh. and turned it into a you know, 1,500 uh, horsepower right, right. event. All right, right. Preston. Every, You're watching it right here. It's kind of cool. Every Sunday for the rest of the year, if you had to, would you do a tractor pull or uh, lawnmower races? They're almost one and the same. Yeah. I mean, they're you know what I mean? They are. They're the same They'd mechanism. Interchangeable to me. So. <laughs> I love these souped-up lawnmowers. Wow, look at that thing move 50 yards. That was amazing. <laughs> you know? We're, we're looking at... at uh, a compilation of... Uh, Kathy, can you explain this to us? <laughs> we know this is your thing. I'm, I'll go to line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. We'll uh, do this for a, for a uh, sorority event. Uh, that's it. That's uh, that's music news. And uh, your tractor pull news. <laughs> <laughs> the TPN. Yeah. yeah. On the President's defense. <laughs> tractor, tractor pull news. I think Pierre's doing a block. Later. I like it. People can relate. <laughs> Bill loves it. People like trucks. <laughs> they like to pull things. Right. Uh, uh-huh. uh, let's give away some movie passes to a movie called Ambulance. Uh, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal. It's directed by Michael Bay. Uh, and the screening is going to be Tuesday, April 5th, so one week from today. It's supposed to be really good. And we can take uh, four callers right now, 215-263-WMMR, and you will be able to go see this. Not only Jake Gyllenhaal, but... Uh, uh, Yahya Abdul 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 Mateen, uh, the second, and uh, is Angelina Jolie in it? Aza Aza Gonzalez. No, I don't think Angelina Jolie is in this. Is but Terry Bradshaw in this? Maybe Terry Bradshaw. 
is stars as Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Uh, rated R, only in theaters. And then I did a movie called Hacks. 215-263-WMMR. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let me check. Uh, Nick, can you pull up the uh, MMR Madness matchups for today? Because it returns. We took uh, the day off yesterday. Uh, we didn't think it was appropriate to do it right after um, the death of Taylor Hawkins over the weekend. Uh, so we are going to reinstate that today. And Madness starts at noon with Pierre. It'll be Lincoln Park against Tool. Oh, boy. Following that up, uh, Rush against Iron Maiden. You know what I'm hoping for there. Yep. Uh, Sublime against Pearl Jam at two. Then you have the Who against the Rolling Stones. Wow. Two British be- uh, behemoths going off against each other. Uh, then at four o'clock, the Struts against Foo Fighters. Five o'clock, the police against Van Halen. Nirvana will battle Chris Cornell and his various bands at 6 p.m. And then Steve at 7 o'clock. It's both our uh, bands, Queen against Fleetwood Mac. Mm. Okay, yeah. Uh, the fact that Fleetwood Mac had the kind of showing that it had, I'm, I'm happy with that. Me too. And, uh, you know, Queen is... Yeah. Wait, what, who's what your you band? Know? Both of both. them. Oh, both. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Both. So, I, so I'm happy either way, but I mean, come on, it's Queen, man. You know? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. who I'm. I'm kind of thinking might. I'd, I'd like to see win the whole thing, but you never know. So anyhow, that kicks off today at noon. Pierre Robert, your host, Jackson, your host, uh, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City, your sponsor. So, and you, you are the king. You are the judge. You are the queen. You are the one who makes it happen. So make sure that you can place those votes for the band that you want to win. I would like to thank uh, the Headstrong Foundation for stopping by this morning. Uh, we had Cheryl and Phil and Sydney stop in, and uh, they are helping support her, Sydney, through this process. She has cancer. Uh, Philly Takes on Cancer Challenge, by the way, is happening April 4th through May 6th. And you can go to headstrong.org to get all the information. There's a 5K coming up specifically that's going to help out Sydney. Yes. Uh, so contribute, help if you can. We would appreciate it. Thank you to Adam Goldberg and Bill Beretta. Uh, executive producers, co-creators of The Muppets Mayhem. We don't know exactly when that's going to be hitting Disney+, Plus, but we do know it's going to be happening. And with two really cool people, so we're happy about Very that. Very exciting, yeah. Uh, and thank you to Jersey Mike's for coming by and dropping off the goodies this morning. And don't forget, tomorrow, make sure you uh, purchase some lunch, some dinner, whatever from them, because 100% of sales will be donated uh, to the Olympics of the USA Special Olympics teams. So it's terrific. Uh, very good stuff there, and we're happy about that. All right. Um, today is Tuesday, which means we got to give away some ink for Tuesday, and we're excited. Uh, to set up uh, Paula Towie of Glenside. Hey. I think it's Towie or Towie. T-O-W-E-Y is what it looks like in, in yeah. Connor's scratch. 
Uh, so Paula is going to get a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And it's presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing here. Tattoos Day is... 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. You want to look at their artwork because they're amazing artists. Visit floatingworldtattoo.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Hey, have we had a, uh, a person see face tattoo yet? No. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh? Somebody tattooed their face. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Don't do it. Yeah, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. No, don't do it. That. that would be wonderful. Don't I don't let them want do that. You have something to talk to your grandkids about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, we need to do the letter today. Casey's doing it. I got you. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. A, as in abomination. All right, you have two letters now, three more to go, and then we give away, give away the four-pack of front row tickets and four early access pit tickets for Monster Jam, Saturday, April 16th, the Lincoln Financial Field. Monster Jam is the big leagues, the monster truck competition where you'll witness the best drivers in the world and the most popular trucks tear up the dirt in intense competitions cool. of speed and skill. It's April 16th at the link, and tickets are on sale now at Monster Jam. Com. I'm going to thank our sponsors. President Steve Shows brought to you today by Acme Markets. You can get free flu shots or COVID-19 boosters at their pharmacy, Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, and also Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Dunkin' is the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Tomorrow on the program on Wednesday, we have Fox Good Day, we have a secret text word, and we'll have director John Waters. Oh, wow. We love John Waters. Always great to talk to him. He'll be joining us. He's yeah. making a special accommodation for us. Oh, he is? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, excellent. All right, that and more tomorrow morning. That's it. We're done. Ray John, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Bing, <laughs> 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 <laughs>